Hey, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome into episode 111. 111? 111? Sounds good to me. On 1011 here on the Pucknologist on TealtownUSA.com. How's everybody rolling? I'm AJ underscore strong. There it is. And with me tonight, the hockey jerk. You know it. You love to see it. <laughs> I love it. I love. It. I could watch that literally all day long on a loop. I have no problems with it. So, what's going on, everybody? Uh, okay, jerk man, how are you doing this evening? Well, I'm pleased to announce uh, that oh, I have. Are you signed... making an announcement that you're going to make an announcement? Huh? Uh, even better, I'm making an announcement. Uh, <laughs> I'm pleased to announce that I've uh, extended my contract with Teal Town USA. Um, the financial terms are not disclosed per team policy, um, but I'm sure there are, are uh, 23 insiders out there who already know the financial terms, so go ask them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ay, ay, ay. Well, uh, we, we got to do it, people. Social media, if you love to be a part of it, you can do it. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. You can find all of them always. TealTownUSA.com. Remember, if for some reason you ever missed a show, want to hear it again, you can find us on your favorite podcatcher as well as YouTube and everything always on TealTownUSA.com. And hey, hey, hey. <laughs> if for some reason you would love to be one of those awesome people. Who was, the, who was that dude? Last week, less uh, threw 120 in the kitty. What's his name? Christopher. Chris. Christopher. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you feel the, uh, if you feel like you enjoy our content, and you would like to support that in some way. You can always throw us a super chat donation on YouTube, but better yet, at Teal Town USA on Venmo because that way we get all of your donation versus Google taking 30%. So if you feel so inclined, we appreciate that very much. Welcome to show 111. Make sure to subscribe on the UB2Be, but let's get right into it. There were some moves that were made. It is called Free Agent Frenzy for a reason. So let's start there and let's just start well, now, and I and I know we're, it's a Sharks podcast, and we will get into Stefan Nason, Kevin LeBanc, and uh, no more Melker Carlson, and we'll get into Dubnik and Donato and all those things. But first off, it's time for Jerk Gone Wild because it's free agent frenzy time around the league. And then we'll take your questions on the chat. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll take your questions, your queries, um, your thoughts. We're going to take everything. So, uh, really, in the Atlantic, let's go, buddy. Who your yeah, winners I, and losers? Your big. I mean, of course, Detroit wins because they got Grice. But aside from that, yeah, your friend Thomas Grice. <laughs> um, no, I don't. You know, it was. Yeah, there there's so many thoughts, right? Boston, you know, winner I, or loser. Uh, Boston, I think, is a total loser. Um, that has nothing aside... to do with they, what they did in free agency. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, in, I was going to say, independent of how I feel about Boston. Um, <laughs> so they let Tory Krug go, which that's not the issue there. I mean, it uh, that was always a possibility. The issue is that this guy is their longest tenured 
non-Zidane Chara defenseman. And according to the tea leaves, the last time they offered him a contract was a year ago, and it was pulled off the table. So Ooh. from what I've, you know, the puzzle pieces I've put together, it where, sounds where did he like end up? St. Louis, uh, St. Louis. So obviously filling in the Petro spot, but go ahead. Exactly. But, you know, I'm kind of looking and I'm like, you know, if Boston's going to do that to one of their longest tenured and homegrown talents, like that's it. It's kind of a dick move. I mean, really, more than anything. I mean, and and to kind of give you an idea, we're, we're trying to rapid fire through all these teams, but just I'll, I'll say it. So Boston offered six years, six and a half million a season. St. Louis, he signed seven years, six and a half million dollars a season. So if the tipping point was one extra year, Ooh. chances are he probably wanted to get at the hell out of Boston. Yikes. All right. Buffalo. Um, Buffalo winner, 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 chicken dinner. Now, um, now would you have called them a winner a day ago? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm, I, and yes, it's the free agent frenzy, but there are other things, trades and whatnot, which play into that just because it's all about building for next season, right? So obviously bringing in Taylor Hall, even though it's a one-year deal, they've got somebody to play with Jack Eichel. Bringing in Eric Stahl, they finally have a number two center. That was a trade, but still point stands, building for next year. Bring in Cody Eakin, noted Pavelski killer, but you know what? A really good third line center. I certainly can't be upset about that. Dude, Stastny had a part of that. Okay. <laughs> and, and you know they got the guys you know they they got you know guys like tage thompson and gergensons and lazar signed you know that's good forward depth for them they got brandon montour signed you know they they picked up some depth in matt Irwin. aside from getting a goalie i Who? really think buffalo <laughs> i really think buffalo gave themselves a lot of you know good possibilities to at the very least compete next year which to me as a that's really all you can ask for is that your team try. All right. Detroit. I mean, you talk about <laughs> like, it seems like they shuffled half the lineup out to get new people. Yeah. Well, the part of the reason why Detroit was so ugh, last year was because most of their roster was ugh. NHLers. Yeah. <laughs> most of their roster was NHLers who are well past their best before date, but also it was just guys who didn't belong in the NHL. You know, it was a lot of AHL guys. And now what they've done is they've brought in NHL caliber uh, players. You know, they bring in Bobby Ryan. They bring in Vladislav Nemesnikov on the forward group that gives their forwards some depth. Um, on the blue line, they bring in John Merrill, Troy Stetcher, Mark Stahl. I mean, these are not move. You know, Thomas Grice and Ned, AJ's friend, Thomas Grice. You know, these are not these are not moves that are gonna all of a sudden make them a contender but it's going to give them that extra step to try and get back to that position same as buffalo where they're adding to try and be better and at the very least especially in the case of you know bobby ryan like if if stuff falls apart again you're almost assured a draft pick out of bobby ryan no matter what happens so really yeah. smart business by detroit well and you get uh barber grice stetcher and nemestikoff all on two year deals so it's like hey exposure is a good thing yeah, exactly. Expansion draft is, uh, which, same thing as the sixteen seventeen season, which was the season before Vegas's expansion draft. Uh, the expansion draft is going to dictate a lot of what happens here leading up to the season. Uh, aside from Gudis, is there any reason to talk about Florida? Um. Okay, then. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, 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 well, no, I was ready. You know, I was ready to ignore Florida just because it seems like the last few years I've 
kind of hitched my wagon to them as saying, you know, this is the year they're going to pull themselves out of it. And they never do. But this year, I don't know. It, maybe they might, you know. They pick up Alex Wenberg, who was out, but I think has a lot of talent and a lot to give. And, you know, they give him a show-me deal. That could be good for them. Vinny Hinestroza, he's a middle six guy. Again, he's not going to wow you, but a lot of these teams, it's about getting more depth to give themselves a better chance of winning when the line that's not the top line is on the ice. You know what I mean? I think picking up Marcus Nudivara from the Blue Jackets was a huge win because they gave up Cliff Pooh, who they, if memory serves correctly, they got for future considerations. So Mm -hmm. solid pickup by them. Um, You know, a lot of, again, same thing as Detroit, same thing as Buffalo. They've picked up a lot of ancillary guys, but it's those ancillary guys who are going to make them better top to bottom. So I think, you know, I don't know if I would put down a wager on this, but I could see the Atlantic be pretty competitive after a handful of years where it just wasn't. Uh, Montreal. Uh, I am Montreal. I'm, I'm confused. Dude, I am I mean, underwhelmed. <laughs> I mean, they pick up Jake Jake Allen a few weeks back. That's a solid goaltender. Joel Edmondson, solid defenseman. They extend Jeff Petrie, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they were supposedly in on Taylor Hall. It didn't happen. They gave up Max Domi in a pick for Josh Anderson, which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Josh Anderson, but I don't know that I would have given up Max Domi who has had better seasons than Josh Anderson well, and did, pick for him. Did they give up Max Domi because he'd only been medium Domi? Yeah, la- last year I would even argue that he was minimal Domi. Oh. And yeah, I'm just saying, you know, but at the same time, Domi's a more proven commodity than Anderson. And, you know, Anderson has scored 27 goals once and had a pretty debilitating injury last year. So it's it's definitely a gamble, especially because they signed him to a seven-year extension as well. Definitely could blow up in their face, but... Oof. I mean, if it all works out, you know, they had to trade Domi because they had, you know, Kakaniemi and Nick Suzuki right there ready to be the one and two center. I mean, it it, it was bound to happen. I just – I think they probably could have done better. But I, I don't think they made themselves worse. All right. Uh, we move on to Ottawa – I'm sorry, Ottawa, uh, the Senators. <laughs> uh, dude, now, okay, they say Matthew Pekka. I was surprised to find out that Pekka was still in the NHL. Uh, they also got Matt Murray – they finagled him out of Pittsburgh, clearly signaling that Pittsburgh is on the Yari train forever. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Jari. Well, they signed Pittsburgh signed Jari to a three year extension, and we'll get there. But the Matt, I like the Matt Murray for deal for them. I mean, he struggled the last couple of years, couple of years, but you know, two Stanley Cups. He's a proven commodity, and that's kind of really all that Ottawa needed in terms of building for the future was a goalie you know the the defense in the forward group for me it's still a little sus I mean I would be surprised if they made the playoffs but you know their young guys have had another step of development they're obviously much better you know and same thing as Detroit where they've brought in NHL bodies to kind of you know help smooth things along a little bit you know especially I mean Austin Watson I mean He's not anything better than a bottom six guy. You know, he's as as our friend Pat likes to say, he's a guy from the guy factory, mm-hmm. but he's an NHL he's an NHL guy, which I think is important for them. Um so I don't know. I, I, I like Ottawa getting Matt Murray, but I still think it's probably one more year of building for them. Oh, Tampa Bay victims of a salary cap. Yeah, salary cap is a son of a bitch, isn't it? Um a waived Tyler Johnson. I mean, I know his contract is huge, but I thought for sure a cap floor team would have taken it on just because 
he wasn't he hasn't been what he was in 2015 but he's still a very good player you know he's a again middle six guy play up in the injury i mean i said the contract's not very good but i'm surprised nobody took a chance on that um but i think you know and again they just won the stanley cup and they're pretty loaded there's only so much they can do but what they did do they get patrick maroon signed they get luke shen signed you know those are low on the totem poles yeah they're low on the totem poles guys but they were huge depth pieces i mean we're kind of seeing with the sharks and we'll get there but it's like if you are going to fill your roster with high-end talent you need low-end talent that is still good enough to make a difference for your team while also being cheap and that's what pat maroon and luke shen do you know you they they are they're low on the totem pole yes but they're effective enough to where not everything is on your high-end talent and so two, I think oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, they didn't wow me, but it was business as usual. And I think where Tampa Bay is, that's really all that they needed to do was just business as usual. Hey, Stanley Cup winners, I think they'll do fine. <laughs> Finally, to round out the division, Toronto. Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, same. I mean, OK, Toronto, you know, they were so sick of losing in the first round that this year they didn't even make it into the first round. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Did you get that from Dangle? No, I did not. Uh, <laughs> and, but, you know, they you know, were kind of the same thing as Tampa Bay, where they, they had a lot of high-end elite talent, and so you kind of have to build beneath that so that they don't just fall off a cliff, you know? And they picked up the Wayne train, Wayne Simmons, who I like, cheap option. Jimmy VC, another cheap option. You know, they traded out Andreas Janssen, who's not a bad player. He's just a bit overpaid. You know, they re-signed Jason Spezza again a bottom guy who's going to help you out. Zach Bogosian, who's a right-handed defenseman that they've needed forever. They got TJ Brody, who's also a right, not a right-handed defenseman, but a right defenseman, if you can process that. (laughs) So I think, I mean, I know the fun thing, believe me, the fun thing is to make fun of the Maple Leafs, but I like what Kyle Dubas has done for them. He's, you know, again, like I said earlier with Buffalo, you know, you should just be happy that your GM makes is making an effort. And that's what Kyle Dubas has done. He says, we need a better defense. We need better defense. We need better bottom six. And that's exactly what he went out and got. I certainly have not have said about it. It's not, it's not, they're not sexy moves, but they're the right moves. Man, it just seems like the, Toronto has a lot of talent. I understand how they're affording all of this talent, but Hey, well, you know what? They're really good. Uh, and I don't want to get into the minutia of it, but they're really good at maximizing the long-term injured reserve to their advantage. Oh, all right. There you go. Uh, d- so <laughs> welcome, Mark andre Fleury. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the Metro, shall we? Starting off with Carolina, who is a team. Did they even do it? Did, were, did anybody let them know that free agency started or no? Yeah, they signed Jesper Fast. And and don't get me wrong, I like Jesper Fast. He's a very good third-line player, very good penalty kill defensively. He'll get you 10 goals. I love Jesper Fast. But that's not the player they needed. Like, Carolina's problem the last two years is that they, they keep bringing in, like, these middle guys who end up being on the outs. I mean, they brought in Ryan Dezingle last year, and everybody was pumped about it, and I'm pretty sure he was healthy scratch during the playoffs, or at the very least he was injured. And same thing with their defensemen as well. You know, they they already have a pretty loaded def- defense core. Hamilton, Slavin, uh, Brett Pesci, you know, and then they uh, last year they bring in Calvin DeHaan, ended up shipping him out. They brought in Jake Gardner for some reason. I wouldn't be surprised if they ship him out. And I like Brady Shea. I, the only reason I'm not 
like banging on them for getting in Brady Shea is because he's 26. Like that's who cares? He's 26. He's young. But like just they keep bringing in these guys. They're good players, but they're not the players they need. Like I would like to see if Carolina brought in a Taylor Hall or if they brought in a Petro. Like I think that's kind of what they need. They have Aho and Teravainen and Zvechnikov and Dougie Hamilton and those are elite talents, but it's like you know, I just feel like they have too many middle of the road guys and I don't think a starting goalie would kill them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also Carolina, are they a team they don't strike me as a team that like goes all the way to the cap am i wrong i'm sorry can you say that again they, they don't strike me as a team that spends all the way to the cap am i wrong well i don't know they claim that they are but their owner is notoriously frugal to a fault um it seems like lately they've kind of gotten out of that a little bit but yeah generally they don't they don't like to spend money um even so the sebastian aho contract technically was signed by Montreal because it was an offer sheet. And so I, I, I'd have to do more research here, but if you look at some of the guys Carolina has signed, I wouldn't be surprised if there was little to no signing bonuses just because their owner is not a guy who likes to whip out the checkbook, despite the fact that he has quite a bit of money. <laughs> but who am I to say anything? Yeah. For those of you watch Sunday, watching Sunday night football, you, you just saw something really <laughs> funny where, one official called it a touchdown and the other one waved it off. And I always laugh at that when you've got two officials who look at the same thing and see two totally different things. But anyway, uh, it wasn't a touchdown. Columbus. Columbus. Okay. Uh, so they, on uh, either Thursday or Friday, they traded Marcus Nudevara to Florida. They bought out Alex Wenberg. Uh, they traded... Oh, damn. They traded one more player whose name escapes me. Oh, Ryan Murray. They traded him to the New Jersey Devils. They cleared out $12 million of cap space in one day. Imagine the Sharks did that. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it allows... <laughs> the Sharks I mean, could do that with one player, but anyway. Yeah. So but so it allows them to re-sign Pierre-Luc Dubois. It allows them to re-sign Vladislav Gavrikov. You know, I still have this weird inkling that one of those one of the three goal scoring forwards, Dadanov, Hoffman, Toffoli. I get this inkling one of them is going there. Um, but they signed Miko Koivu, who left Minnesota. They picked up Mikhail Grigorenko during the pause, who uh, left after four years with Mos uh, Siska in the KHL. Solid pickup by them. Columbus, they did, again, not a lot of sexy moves, but it's the right moves. You know, they cleared out cap they didn't want to use so they can use it on guys they actually want. And, you know, maybe along the way, if they pick up a, so a top six forward who puts up 30 goals, I mean, I certainly wouldn't fault him for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that brings us to New Jersey. I mean, a team that was perennially, there's no way I, I pronounce Yeah, there's no way I pronounce Parental that. Perennially? Perennially, okay, the, a team that was always involved in it, hasn't been involved in it <laughs> quite some time. I mean, Corey Crawford from Chicago, okay, I guess that gives you somebody to expose when Seattle's ready, but uh, New Jersey, another one for me, I'm underwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, again, it, they didn't, I see, New Jersey didn't wow you. They just did the smart moves, but I feel like New Jersey needed to wow at the very least, they're fans. I mean, you know, Kyle Palmtree, sorry, Palmieri. <laughs> we, we call him Palmtree in one of my group chats. Anyway, Kyle Palmieri, you know, he's a good player, but he's been in the rumor mill forever. I mean, if New Jersey kind of wants to reset, maybe that's a guy you trade. But 
even so, I don't hate their offseason. They pick up Andreas Janssen, who's a good middle six piece. They pick up Ryan Murray, who's in an injury situation, could play on your middle defense pair. I like Corey Crawford as a as a goalie to kind of, you know, hold Mackenzie Blackwood's hand, like a veteran to, to young starter kind of deal. They didn't wow you, but they made a lot of smart moves. There's still a lot of work to be done, considering they only have nine forwards under contract, but... I again, this is not last year where New Jersey loaded up and then it blew up in their face. They're just being smart. They're they're kind of slowly getting themselves back on track. And you know what? If it if it kills them again, you know, if they're not good this coming season, whenever the hell it starts, you know, they've got between Murray, Gusev, Palmieri, they've got a handful of pieces who can help them get some draft pick currency, um, which they already have a decent amount of. So I think New Jersey is on a good track to either kind of reset and get back on in the conversation or, you know, kind of start over a little bit. And I, I think no matter what happens, I think they're in a good spot. Oh, take me out to the aisle. Yeah. The New York Islanders, I, for some reason had them picking up Taylor Hall, but then I was thinking they have a defensively minded coach. What do they need an offensive weapon for? Um, the <laughs> Islanders, the Islanders did nothing. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, if you, if you were looking Which, to be bored on free agent frenzy day, that was your team. But here's the thing. If you just went to the Western or I'm sorry, if you just went to the Eastern Conference final and theoretically your team is better than that team that went to the final, do you have to do anything? You think the Islanders are better than Tampa? I don't think they're better than Tampa, but I just think they're, you know, kind of a theme that we were talking about and we will talk about when we get to the Pacific Division. Their young players have taken that next step. Yes. You know, where it's like you have I mean, obviously, Matt Barzell is still a burgeoning superstar. I know words, but you have like Anthony Beauvillier took a step. Michael DeCall took a step. You know, their defense is very still very good. And they have Ilya Sorokin in the backup role. But no doubt he's a future starter for me. So the Islanders did nothing and they still got better. So, again, you know, good for them. I don't know that you can call a team better when they lose Thomas Christ. Well, I would take Gilly <laughs> Sorokin over Thomas Grice, but that's just me. All Your right. friend, Thomas Grice. Hey, now, uh, what about the Rangers, uh, who seemingly signed every, like, minor league? Former Barracuda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Brodzinski, Greco, Blackwell. I mean, is Aaron Dell next? I don't know. Uh, what, what what you got there in New York? I, you know what? Um, I mean, their only notable move is buying out Hendrick, Henrik Lundqvist. But well, losing I don't Foss. think the Rangers... Yeah, yes, they did lose Jesper Fast as well, who I thought was actually going to stay there. Um, but I don't really think the Rangers needed to do anything. I mean, they their biggest issue is re-signing Ryan Strom, Tony D'Angelo, and, and Alexander Georgiev. Once they do that, and again, keeping with our theme of the podcast, their young players all took the next step. Like, they're a team where they can do nothing and they still get better. Didn't they get swept? You know? Yeah. Okay. But Even though we pick them <laughs> yeah well aj because that because we're stupid oh that's true <laughs> they all they, they also got alexi lafreniere oh is, well you know i think they'll be okay yeah I, like i said they didn't need to do anything because they got better just by they literally got better by doing nothing and now we move on like, to a team that has never put out a decent jersey ever the philadelphia flyers yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say if just real quick if the rangers had signed somebody I would probably argue that they made themselves worse, even if that player is a good player. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, quick. Hold on. This is a fun one in the chat. Again, we're, we're going to get to the chat comments 
after we get through all the different movements throughout free agency, but this is too fun not to uh, throw up there. Over under EK65 plays more than 45 games. <laughs> now, over, obviously, obviously, well, over you would say, but what if next year's season what is... What if it's a 48-game exactly. season? Exactly. <laughs> so, the, yeah, it's hard to throw that, but that's why I got a kick out of that. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Over under, over under, Eric Carlson plays more than 82 divided by X times, <laughs> times Y games. <laughs> exactly. Uh, tell me about the Flyers. Uh, the Flyers, uh, they re-signed Justin Braun, who, you know, he and they got him at a 50% discount from what he was making previously, which I think is solid for their bottom pair. I think, again, the Flyers, it, they extended Brian Elliott for some reason. That guy keeps getting contracts. But <laughs> no shit. <laughs> other than other than that, they did nothing. I mean, the Flyers are they're kind of a stacked team and they just sort of got victimized by, by the Islanders. So, you know, so, I don't well, I think they really it's... needed to do anything. The only thing, you know, they need to resign Philip Myers, obviously, but the only thing I would do if I were them is they've been sick of Shane Goss there for so long. Just trade him already. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it felt like the flyers in the aisles were in the same boat. It was just kind of yeah. like, no, we're good, man. We're good. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No move is your best move. Uh, yep. Pittsburgh. Uh, dude, what hasn't Pittsburgh done? Dude, they're <laughs> like, I feel like they're in a panic. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, and, and AJ and I have talked about this, their GM, like I love their GM is probably the best GM in the league in terms of like transparency. Like he literally went on TSN radio and said, yeah, we're going to trade one of our goalies. And dude. he did exactly that. Dude, that was so <laughs> odd. Like it was so refreshing and welcoming to have that type of honesty and transparency from yeah. anybody in the league, but go ahead. And well, yeah. Okay. So they bring in Kasperi Kapanen who is same as Andreas Janssen with New Jersey. He's a little overpaid, but he's still a good player. And they bring in Mark Jankowski, who was not qualified for the plane from the flames. I think he's a decent little player, you know, obviously fourth, third line guy, but as we know, Pittsburgh will put guy from the guy factory with Crosby and he'll have 20 goals. So nothing is off the board at this point. Um, they bring in Michael Matheson from the Panthers, uh, give it, trading away t uh, Patrick Hornquist. A lot of people were kind of salty about this deal, but you know, if you have the chance to to you know pull the cord on a on a aging winger who's making almost six million dollars, you do it every time. And Matheson has not lived up to his contract extension, but he's still 26 and he's in a new system. There's plenty of opportunity for him to get back on track. But other than that, the Penguins have cleared out a lot of money. Um, they bought out Jack Johnson. They traded Nick Bukestad. As I said, they traded Patrick Hornquist. Oh, so Matt Murray. Matt Murray as well. You know, they're obviously going with Tristan Jari. So, I mean, I mean, ugh, you just look at their top six. As long as they have that top six, they're always going to be a threat. Are you are you surprised as I am that they didn't re-sign Patrick Marla? No. <laughs> <laughs> really? Come on. That was worth a giggle. Anyway, uh, we move on finally to the Washington Capitals. And hey, what can you say? You move out Holtby, bring in the King. What's not to like? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and and it's, you know, they have Ilya Samsonov, who's another, you know, there there's like. Dude, how many Ilyas are on this team? Well, I was going to say, there's like five <laughs> or six Russian goalies who are all young that have just like, they've all come out at the same time. You know, Georgiev, Shesterkin, Samsonov, Sorokin, Melnichuk <laughs> with the Sharks. Like, it's just like, evidently, you know, <laughs> evidently 1997 or, you know, 94 to 97 was a good time 
to be born if you're a Russian goalie. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, very smart economical move by them. They, they extend Brendan Dillon, you know, four years, $3.9 million a season. He He's on their top pair playing with John Carlson and you've got him at $3.9 million. That's a win by itself. They bring in Justin Schultz who left Pittsburgh, <laughs> another situation where Pittsburgh's GM was very transparent. He said in the newspaper, yeah, we're not bringing Justin Schultz back. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin Schultz goes to Washington and I think that's good for them. I mean, it's kind of the same thing where, you know, you don't want to put everything on one, one guy, obviously John Carlson, he's going to be that offensive weapon on the back end. But, you know, when he's not on the ice, you know, you still need a guy to run the second power play. So that's mm. obviously Justin Schultz, smart play for them. And again, I mean, especially with their forwards, there's a good group there. I don't think you need to screw with that at all. Yeah. Well, let me see a uh, quick comment. Sorensen reminds me of Macaulay Culkin. Uh, I'm I'm going to disagree with that because Macaulay Culkin knew how to stop the bad guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> F you. All right. Uh, we move on to the Central with Chicago. Uh, dude, are you surprised? This is the thing that gets me. Okay. Now, Chicago right now to me, tire fire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll talk, you can, you can school everybody on the whole, like Colorado fleecing here in a second, but, um, Kubalik only getting two years, uh, dude, w weren't you and I going on and on about Kubalik's performance in the playoff? Well, you know what, dude, because it was very smart move by Kubalik because I mean, chief gets the payday here. He's getting, you know, He's getting $7.4 million here over the next two years. But, dude, when Homie puts up 70 goals over the next two seasons, stacks are coming his way. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> money phone? Yeah, money. <laughs> and that'll be perfect time, too, because, you know, they'll have some money coming off the books and, you know, so they can kind of get on track, you know. Yeah, like you said, Chicago is a bit of a tire fire. They let go. You know, they traded Ole Mata, which good for them. Solid move by them. Um, but they let Corey Crawford go, who is old, but was still very good for them. Um, and they're rolling with two very unproven goalies. Um, well, maybe Brandon they, Saad. Maybe, maybe I, they bring in Flurry. If they can make the money work, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> um, but you know, they send out Brandon Saad. I'm not upset at the fact that they traded away Brandon Saad as much as I like the player. Dude, the thing that kills Gen me, X is tilted about that. <laughs> yeah, well, dude. Be, okay, Chicago has been involved in three, or I'm sorry, I should say, Chicago has pulled off three trades that involve Brandon Saad. They traded him away, they traded for him, and then they traded him away again. <laughs> All three times, they lost the trade. <laughs> like, just leave Brandon Saad alone. Either keep him or leave him away. Stop acquiring him. <laughs> and again, this is somebody who loves Brandon Saad. Right? But just, Kneel just, before Saad? Exactly. But... You know, I, I thought for sure – I mean, Chicago wowed a lot of people in the playoffs this year. I thought for sure they might try and bring in one piece to kind of maybe keep them in the conversation. But, you know, they kind of – you know, they took a step forward, and then I feel like they kind of took two steps backward by letting Saad and Crawford go. <sighs> but I don't know. Maybe, maybe they believe in their young guys. They also – I don't know. They're kind of all over the place because on one hand, you know, they get rid of Saad. They get rid of Drake Kajula. But and I know Vince G is going to love this. They signed Pia Suter from the Swiss League, who is supposed to be just nasty. So, you know, that might be like Kuba League 2.0 there. I don't really know what to think about Chicago. But all I know is 
they could have like the worst roster in the league and they're still going to find a way to wow you because that's just how they operate. Do do Dadenoff and and Huffman remain in Florida? No. Okay. I mean I mean I speculation I, I sees Hoffman in New Jersey and Dadenoff in Montreal. Yikes. Okay then. Uh <laughs> let's move on to Colorado which is a team to to be honest made a lot made a lot of moves I, for me. I'm kind of with you that I I would put them in the Philadelphia New York uh, Islanders bucket where it's kind of like you gotta <laughs> you gotta pin Vince G's comment here. What, uh, what someone said? Yeah. <laughs> See, someone said Colorado won that trade because you know they're going to get a second at the deadline trading sod back to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> you right, so Vince. True. You right, Vince. <laughs> Jesus. I think Vince, Col- get a goddamn microphone and join the show, man. <laughs> I think Colorado has they they didn't sign anybody. All they did they traded for Brandon Sod and they re-signed the guys they already had. I think Colorado's got the best top nine in the league, and really, not- it seems like like honestly, it seems like just a day ago we were saying the same thing about Vegas. You know, a season ago, I, Vegas has a really good top nine too. Yeah. But I look at, or sorry, as well. But I, I know, we're, <laughs> I but I, you know, Colorado is just loaded. I think, you know, they have a very good t- McCarr, Cole, Gerard, Graves, Johnson. Like that's a really good defense group. Oh, I dude, mean, McCarr, boy. I was gonna say, like, if they wanted to be, if they wanted to be cheeky, they could bring in Petro. But oh, they can afford him right now. Yeah, dude, they got ten mil in space. Oh, <laughs> oh, do it, do it. Screw Vegas, please. Yeah, Please. but I don't know. But oh, I, dude, I, I, think... <laughs> I want to see them move Schmidt out, <laughs> and then Colorado swoops in on <laughs> Petro. <laughs> yeah. It's... <sighs> anyway. Um... Yeah, so I, I like Colorado. I, I'm not going to say I think they're going to win the cup or anything next year, but they certainly, they're certainly in that conversation. All right. The, the question that, of course, Sharks fans want to know. Who? <laughs> during the 2021 season. Wearing the Yeti, I'm sorry, they don't wear the Yeti foot, it bums me out. But wearing the Avalanche logo, will that happen for one Long Beach native, Matt Nieto, or Antoine Bibo? No. I mean, okay, moving on. I like Bibo, (laughs) Bibo, no way, because Colorado's got goalies, they got goalies coming out of their ass. But Matt Nieto, I mean, if he doesn't find anything, Maybe he goes back. What if, dude? What if he me, comes back to San Jose because they I was need say, speed on me, the fourth line? I was gonna say, call me, you know, call me clinically insane. But <laughs> I wonder if Doug Wilson made that call. Because, oh, because when when the Sharks He's, had Matt Nieto, dude, Matt Nieto's the one guy Tim Heed couldn't get a hold of. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, when the when the Sharks had Matt Nieto. I couldn't stand the guy because it was this whole thing. Well, he has second line potential and he's this and he's that. And it's like, no, he's not. No, but never has been. But now I feel like now that he knows his role and people know his role, I think he'd be really good for the fourth line. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. So I don't know. Maybe. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Dallas stars who just came so goddamn close to getting Pavelski a cup. But the cool thing is they do get a little, a, just just a hint of stability between the pipes. 
Yeah, they 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 resaw they re-signed Anton Hudobin. Who who had re- what? Only had like one year deals for the last five years. <laughs> yeah, and and they re-signed they re-signed um, Andre Sekera, which I think was smart for them. Uh, uh, they Foxa? signed they. Yeah, they re-signed Radic Foxa again. I like Radic Foxa, but that is a. Ugh, that is a critical extension. Like that could blow up in their face. That could. What um, about what about Hints? I, I love me some Rope. Have they even my done guy with Rope Hints? Well, he's an RFA, so they'll they'll get to him. I'm I'm not too worried about it. You think they resend Corey Perry? <laughs> they might. I, I don't. The the tea leaves seem to say Corey Perry is going to Montreal, but who knows about that? Well, see, um, but that's the thing that just gets me is just like everybody dumped on Dallas. Oh, these fucking old guy Pavelski and Perry. And it's I like, like Corey I'm, Perry. Okay, look, I okay, I'm not a fan of Corey Perry because of all the stuff that he did against the Sharks, but. Dude, yeah, but I like what he brought. Yeah, no, you got to like what he brought. But the fact of the matter is, is, dude, Corey Perry and Joe Pavelski scored the last six goals for the Dallas Stars 2019-2020 season. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, Dallas didn't really do a whole lot. But again, same as Toronto yeah, and Tampa Bay. Don't have to. Yeah, they didn't. They did. Or, I'm sorry, not Toronto. Uh, same as the Islanders and Tampa Bay. They didn't have to. Yeah. They're uh, chilling. Um, I, I think it is a little sus that both their goalies have trade protection, but that's another conversation. Dude, they, they Dallas does weird shit with their goalies, man. <laughs> Dude, mm-hmm. Do I have to remind you of Letnin and Niemi? No? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, uh, bringing so, in Cam Talbot. Uh, if you're Alex Stalock, you got to be like, what? So, <laughs> uh, obviously with Minnesota, everything that's not nailed down is going out the door. Oh, um, dude. Can, can somebody <laughs> trade their goddamn logo? <laughs> Get a real one? Yeah. So, real quick. They trade Luke Cunning for Nick Menino and picks. I don't get that. They trade Eric Stahl for Marcus Johansson. I don't get that. They trade for Nick Bukestad. That's a, that's a smart pickup if he bounces back. I don't care about that. Um, they re-signed uh, – who the hell did they re-sign? Jonas Brodin, solid. He's the best defenseman, defensive defenseman in the league probably. And yeah, Cam – I mean here's the thing. That contract for Cam Talbot, if that's your best option, I would have stuck with Dubnik. <laughs> uh, yeah. But again, you know, my buddy's a Minnesota Wild fan. He seems to like the direction they're going. But to me, it kind of just looks like change for the sake of change. Yeah, it feels like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, but whatever. I was going to say, dude, everything that's not nailed down is out the door. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Uh, In fact, uh, for those of you who didn't know, Minnesota's moving to Kansas City next year. But anyway, (laughs) Uh, Nashville, again, another team that doesn't seem to have a whole lot going on. Na- all Nashville's done it. I mean, smart move by Nashville bringing in Luke Cunning. Uh, you know, he, 22 year old uh, center, right winger. I mean, Nashville needs young guys. They got one. Um, you know, Nashville's owner whipping out the checkbook, you know, bought out Kyle Turris, which is a, that, you talk about poison pills. Um, I mean, I like Kyle Turris, but that is, oh, God, that is killer. Um, so but, a couple you know, they, guys like they, him, they bring in Mark Borvietsky. And- you know, a team for a team that got like, as we like to say, AJ, for a team that got PP whacked in the playoffs by Arizona, they certainly didn't appear to try and fix that at all. <laughs> what a shocker! Like, dude, I, wow. dude, I love me the Coyotes as much as the next guy, but they got PP whacked by Arizona. <laughs> and your, uh, I'm sorry, and, what do you refer to Arizona of, as? my yotes and they're kind of just like you know that happens and they're like you know what 
we think we our group is still good. It's like, are you serious? Like, as as we've talked about, dude, like, Nat, if you're a highly skilled offensive forward, don't go to Nashville because you <laughs> will lose all of that talent. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's move on to St. Louis. You already mentioned Tory Krug. Uh, I got to be honest. I didn't. I, uh, huh? Huh? I was going to say the biggest move they pulled off was losing Petro. Yeah, losing Petro, getting Krug, and uh, I, I got to be honest with you, Kyle Clifford's still in the NHL. Yeah, seriously. I mean, uh-huh. he's he's kind of that prototypical St. Louis player when you think about it. But even though St. Louis got dumped in the first round by Vancouver, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know that they had to do a whole lot to make changes. I mean, they pretty much committed to getting rid of Petro, so it's not like anybody can, you know, shout bloody murder about that. But I'm the thing that I'm concerned about is okay. So they bring so Petro gets pushed out because they have Justin Falk and Colton Praker on the right side. It, it, it's going to happen. Right. But so then, you know, they go through losing their captain because he got shoved out of the lineup by Falk and Praker on the right side. Now you look at their left side, they bring in Tory Krug, they bring in Marco Scandella. To me, it's like, Round and round we go. The same thing is going to happen with Vince Dunn, who's a 23-year-old defenseman that's very good, you know, has top four potential, but he's going to be stuck on that bottom pair. And it's just like, did we learn nothing from the last time? (laughs) You right. So, Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Vince Dunn get traded, honestly. All right. Let's uh, throw a couple to the chat real fast because this one perked my interest. Sleepy Mofo. Tim Burke projected Nieto too high for his own good. Uh, do not get me started on Tim Burke. <laughs> Just going to say, especially when we go to rounds two through four. Okay? Thank you. Uh, this one, uh, we'll throw to Hockey Jerk. Why didn't Doug Wilson sign Trevor Van Riemsdyk at 800 k He signed for 750 k We could have, hashtag could have had. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Wren, Reemsdyke, he's not a bad bottom-pairing defenseman, but he's not the type of guy the Sharks want. The Sharks want the Sharks want their... The <laughs> right-handed. You have to be right-handed. <laughs> I, I, I think Van Reemsdyke is. I could be wrong, but I think he is. But the guy the Sharks want playing with Mario Ferraro is a physical defenseman. Somebody like Radko Gudas or Mark Borvietsky. That's the type of guy they're looking for, and I just don't know that Trevor Van Reemsdyke fits that mold. I mean, I don't think he would have been... A bad piece there but again if you're thinking about this from the perspective of what the sharks want he's not it all right and finally we move on to clear out the central Ugh. winnipeg uh i mean dude vamp man there's a there's a lot to to it feels like there's a lot to get into to be quite honest with you when it comes to winnipeg yeah so um the winnipeg has been looking for a Paul Stastny like player since they let go of Paul Stastny. So they've now come to the point where it's like, why not just bring back Paul Stastny? (laughs) And I, and I think he fit really well with them when he got traded there back in 2018. I think, especially with Brian little not playing at all this year, I think he'll be a really good piece as their second line center. So I, I I don't fault him for that. And I just want to say really quick, I've seen a lot of people saying, why is Winnipeg helping Vegas with their cap problems? And okay, maybe they are, but that's not their intention. Winnipeg is trying to help themselves here, and they've done that. So who am I to blame them for anything? Um, they bring in Nate Thompson. 
bottom six guy, which they needed. You know, they re-signed Dylan DeMello, which I think was their smartest move of the offseason because Chief only played 10 games with them and I think immediately became everybody's favorite player in Winnipeg. Like, he just fit in very well, and he re-signed, and, and, you know, he gets a nice payday. I've always liked Dylan DeMello. You know, he was kind of unceremoniously dumped off the Sharks, but I like Dylan DeMello. I think he's a good player. Well, when DeMello was uh, jettisoned from San Jose, who was, like, in the pipeline? Who took his spot? What what Uh, made him tradable or, you know, unretrievable? Tim Heat. Tim Heat. (laughs) Tim Heat, really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Tim Heath comes in. Ferraro comes in. Like those guys. Yeah, you know but you know I mean? what I'm saying. Also, too, if you want to look at it like this, they essentially put Dylan DeMello in the upgrade machine, and he turned in Eric Carlson. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, again, Winnipeg, they had issues with depth. They addressed the depth, I think. I don't. Again, I don't think a top-four defenseman would kill them. Uh, there's rumors that... They are interested in trading for Nate Schmidt from the Golden Knights. I think that would be a perfect pickup for them. But I don't know. We'll see if it happens. Uh, Nate Schmidt well, is, who, is tied to Winnipeg. He's tied to Florida. Who the hell knows? He's going somewhere. Who, who, who the hell knows where? Who have you been trying to uh, move Burns to Winnipeg for for the last five years? <laughs> Nikolai Ehlers. There you go. <laughs> so um, before we move on to the Pacific uh, – Worst cap casualties, Vegas, Tampa. Well, Vegas, just because they've actually had to move money out. Tampa Bay hasn't moved any money out yet. All right. I feel you. I feel you. Boom. The Pacific. Oh, you love to see it. So, Anaheim. We talked about this before we came on. Uh, Anaheim on paper. Better team than last season. I think you would say on paper, yes. Just... Because Shattenkirk. Yeah, they bring in Kevin Shattenkirk. They finally, you know, they've they've beefed up their top four defense. Um, you know, it, it, it's that much uh, that much better. You know, they still have got Fowler, Lindholm, Josh Manson. Now they have Kevin Shattenkirk, who rounds out that top four very nicely. Um, they still have John Gibson, who I will fight anybody that disagrees with me, the best goalie in the league. Yeah. And, and as we talked about before, um, you know, both off air and as well as on air, but they're young guys, you know, Sam Steele, Max Jones, uh, Troy Terry, Sonny Milano. These guys have all had an extra year of development. They're that much better. And I know, you know, feel free to slide into my DMs with this hot take, but I like <laughs> Ryan. I love Ryan Getzlaff. And I still think he's a hell of a player for that team. And so I'm, you know, you'd be hard pressed to have me say, the Ducks are going to be substantially better this coming season, but I think they'll be better. I, I like guys that can grow hair, not guys that can't grow hair. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I did forget to ask you, this is my blunder, uh, during all the free agent frenzy, all the transactions that went on back and forth, were the Winnipeg Jets able to trade for a solid Wi-Fi signal? <laughs> no? Well, I don't know. I don't know if you saw. I don't Uh-oh. know if you watched the first round of the draft, but... And, and again, you know, super touching moment. You know, they had Del Howarchuk who passed away. They had his wife announce I'm the sorry, draft. I'm sorry, how did you pronounce that? Dale Howarchuk? No, his wife. Oh, my God. They had, you know, they the Jets have devoted their 10th anniversary season to Dale Howarchuk's life, which I think is awesome. And they had his wife announce their first round pick. And her Wi-Fi cut out. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
and and oh. again, like I don't want to make light of it, but I'm just like, man, like that's the first thing I thought of is like Winnipeg Wi-Fi, dude. Never stop being <laughs> you, Winnipeg. All right, we move on to hockey jerks. My yotes, disaster. <laughs> Everything got went wrong. Yeah, well. And there's still good pieces there, but, like, they let Vinny Hinnestroza go. They bought out Michael Grabner, which, I mean, those are bottom six guys. You can replace those guys. But, you know. <laughs> Is it merely ironic that my Wi-Fi router looks like the jet on the Winnipeg logo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, it, it's been very, you know, it's it, it's been a, a very chaotic offseason. I mean, there's still rumors that Darcy Kemper is going to get traded. Um you know, they, they well, and it seems like they were trying to move out OEL, and there well, was so like that's the thing, different is, suitors, and then OEL's like, eh, no, I'm fine here. Well, and so that's the thing is, so uh, they the word on the street is that everybody who has trade protection, they asked for their trade list, and early on, Nicholas Jalmerson hit them. You know, if you've seen Wolf of Wall Street, Nicholas Jalmerson hit them with the I'm not fucking leaving. And then <laughs> oh, yeah. FYI, for those of you of the uninitiated uh, Jarmelson, you go back to 2010, the Sharks like offer sheeted him. Chicago matched it. And that's how the Sharks ended up with Niemi. Yep. But, yeah. Yikes. But go on. <laughs> And then with OEL, you know, OEL said, okay, I'll waive my no-move clause, but you can only trade me to Boston or Vancouver. So, you know, OEL, if you've seen Slapshot, OEL is like, trade me right fucking now. <laughs> and then his his arbitrary deadline on Friday to be traded hits, and now he's saying, I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this is just coincidence or if this is smart business on OEL's part, but... OEL knows that the Coyotes want a first-round pick. So, of course, the two teams that he says trade me to are two teams that don't have first-round picks. Well, and remember that Arizona also got pee-pee-whacked for their violations. Yeah, had, exactly. Had picks taken away. So, yeah, wow. man. So it makes you think, did, did O? and again, this is all speculative, did OEL know what Arizona is looking for? And then put teams on his list that he knows can't give Arizona what they want. Oh, that's why you have agents, my friend. I'm just yeah, no saying. Kid. That's why you have trade protection. That too. Hey, how or do we you say, oh, <laughs> you want to trade me? You know, if you're OEL, oh, you want to trade me? Okay, I want to I want to go to this team that has no cap space. Good luck. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez, man. The, the hopes for a tight 45 went out the window. And, dude, you have been just boom, boom, boom. So I'm surprised by this. The other thing, the only other thing that I'm surprised by more is the fact that we only have seven likes on the video. Come on, people, throw yeah, some I, thumbs I, up. Let's go. I had a feeling. Uh, I just liked it. I had a feeling this was going <laughs> to be a long show just because I wanted to do like a rapid fire, rapid fire wrap up. Maybe that could be the title. Of this but episode. I, but I love this though. It's just you know like a quick synopsis. You know what did teams do? What should they have done? <laughs> and how will this impact them? Folks, if you've folks, if you've appreciated me talking about the NHL <laughs> for the last thumb. forty-five minutes, please <laughs> take send that, a dollar. Send a dollar to Teal Town <laughs> USA on Venmo. Take that thumb out your ass for one second. Hit a button. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it, it, see, here's we're gonna have AJ's gonna have to use all the super chat money to get me like some oh. cough drops here. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, oh no, Satan, really, really Satan. 
that's not it's cool, Satan. man. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can we get can we get God in to watch this once or twice? Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of Satan, let's go on to the Calgary Flames. <laughs> I mean, they finally get a fucking goaltender. Jesus Christ! It seems like forever. Dude, yeah, it's been a how rough, many? It's, f- dude, how many fucking players did from Vancouver did Calgary pick up? <laughs> yeah, well, okay, let's talk about a goalie, dude. In the last five years, Calgary's—I think Calgary's had like eight goalies. It's oh, it's un- dude, you know, it, dude. There was uh, oh my god. Hold on, let me see. Hold on, David hold on, Riddick. hold on. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. And the reason why I say this is, I think I was listening to uh, NHL Network on Sirius, and it was literally a parade of of just silliness when they're talking about getting from. Let's talk about every goaltender that has played for Calgary since Mika Kiprasov, and it was yeah. just it read. Like um, like a phone book. No, no, no. There's uh, in in football, there is there's a guy. I don't know who this guy is, but God love him. There there is a dude who knows a dude playing another dude. No, there's this guy who took a photo of this jersey that he purchased back in like I don't know, ten twelve years ago, and it's Tim Couch. For those of you who don't know, he was like a like a number one pick for the Cleveland Browns. This was supposed to be the quarterback for the next decade and to return the Cleveland Browns back to at least something of respectability. And I don't even know if he made it through the season. And since then, like the Cleveland Browns have played like 10 seasons and they've literally had like 28 quarterbacks. And this chief has literally like thrown on a piece of duct tape underneath couch's name at with, with the next quarterback's name and the shit literally hangs down to his ankles now and i feel yeah. like that's the same thing about the calgary flames in goal no, since, exactly since kiprasov right. dude not, even then since 2015 which was five years ago they had well, you got their ramo, numbers carrie ramo yoni ortio uh Jonas hiller uh, John Gillies, David Riddick, Chad Johnson, uh, Brian Elliott, Cam Talbot, Mike Smith, now Jacob Markstrom. That's 10 goalies in the last five years. Dude, That's and I remember a lot of – hold on. Okay, so Kari Rama was one – what was like the third or fourth name that you named? Jonas Hiller. Yes. I re- Well, because Hiller made all his bones in Anaheim, yes? Correct. Yeah, so I remember – Ramo and Hiller were supposed to be like the saviors in Calgary, and it was just like, wow, this is where goalies go to die. Yeah, dude, I'm. Pre- I'd have to go back and look, but I think Calgary has made at least one goalie change a year in the last five or six years. Jesus Christ! But anyway, let's talk about Calgary. Um, they finally, <laughs> as you said, they finally have a starter in Jacob Markstrom. Very good for them. Well, so um, for, hold on, we have a starter on paper. Let's see if he gets Kari Ramod. Yeah, no <laughs> um. But, okay, so they lose TJ Brody, they lose Travis Hamannick, they bring in Chris Tanev, which to me is kind of a lateral move, but at least they brought in a replacement, right? Yeah, Tobias Ryder, gone. Yeah, yeah, which addition by subtraction, if you ask me. Thank you. Um, But, you know, they have, you know, Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, Yusuf Valimaki, and Oliver Shillington. Those are three defensemen who were all 23 or younger, took another step. Andrew Majapane took another step. Dylan Dubé took another step. Their young guys have taken steps in the right direction. Same as Anaheim. I don't think Calgary is that much better. I mean, they're better, but I don't think they're going to challenge for number one in the division. But I don't think – I certainly don't think they're worse. So if you're a Flames fan, I guess you're happy that you have – 
stayed <laughs> as good as you were. Remember <laughs> what happened last season? Going to be a lot of the same. Uh, Vince G. Hiller suffered from vertigo, though. Yeah, I, That's true. I got a vertigo. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know. Uh, Edmonton. Oh, my Lord. Talk about a team that needs a goalie and didn't get one. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they brought back the two goalies they had last year, which to that me made is total sense. That's <laughs> it's, it's bold. It's I, very dude, bold. Dude, I got to be honest. This was kind of like under the radar. This was, I mean, I don't know if it's under the radar. This is kind of where I thought Lundquist might end up. Yeah, I could have seen that. I this is well, and and the you know the word around the pumpkin patch is that they were the runner-ups for Jacob Markstrom. So, kind of crazy to think they lose out on the big fish, so they bring back do, what they already. Do, have. do you think Markstrom was was pretty much like you know what Calgary or Edmonton? I don't care. Whatever one pays me more, because I'm just gonna stick it to Vancouver whenever I can. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it but would not I surprise like- me, man. I like I like them bringing in Tyson Berry on a one year show me deal. I think that's really good for them because Oscar, you know, there seems to be talk that Oscar Clefbaum is going to miss the entire season, so they bring in Tyson Berry who can replace his offense. Really smart. Uh, they bring in Kyle Turris who I love. You know, he got totally jobbed in Nashville, but I love Kyle Turris. Really good third center option for them. They bring Jesse Pulley-Arvey back who. Is, has all the skill in the world. I think if he can get his head on straight at Edmonton, I think he'll be a huge addition for them. And then they brought back Tyler Ennis, who didn't really move the needle a whole lot for them, but he was one of those guys where it's like, okay, this is a fourth-line guy, but he does really well when we play him with McDavid. So I certainly can't hate that move. And then, again, you know, rinse and repeat. Their young guys have gotten a step better. You know, Kyler Yamamoto is better. Um, even though Gaetan Haas and Joachim Nygaard are both 27 or 28 and 27, respectively, they're still new to the NHL, and they're still really quality players that I like for Edmonton. So, you know, I would say, and we'll kind of get there in a little bit, but I would say if you're looking for a team you think is going to fight for the division win, it's Edmonton and it's Vegas. There you go. Uh, we move on to L.A., who, I mean, come on, in my book, has to be the odds-on favorite to win the Pacific because they brought in Troy Grosnick. Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think L.A. is on – is better on paper if you're looking at their prospects and their farm. Uh, this this is still a not very good NHL team. I, I think they're probably going to spend one more year in the basement. But as you said, AJ, before we went on, all it's going to take is one or two of their young guys to just have a hell of a year. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, L.A. is in a different conversation. But, I, I mean, L.A., since Rob Blake took over as their GM, Who? L.A. has been... <laughs> former shark <laughs> like la's been la's been killing it in the drafting and developing arena of their franchise since rob blake took over and obviously a lot of that goes to their director of scouting as well but you know you get what i'm saying and and so i think you know if you're if you're trying to predict who's going to win the 2024 pacific division title i think you got to put la right up there okay but let's tie it into a former sharks thing are we, anybody surprised that yokum ryan has not been signed uh, I fully expect Joachim Ryan to suit up with Genev Servette in the Swiss League pretty soon. And that's not any inside info. That's just me being a sarcastic jerk. Uh, but we will be marking those down. And in a month or so, the foreseen points will be attributed accordingly. We move on to Vancouver, who, uh, bizarrely enough, before we went on air, uh, jerk was, went so far to say that on paper this team is worse than last season 
Yes, they they're worse How than last. Dare season. you, good sir? <laughs> they're worse than last season, but I don't think that makes them bad. Um, you know, they still have even without Tyler Toffoli, they've still got a very stacked up top six. Um, but you know what? They they let go of Toffoli, which was, you know, they obviously liked him, and I, I mean. He's still available. They could bring him back, but it looks like they won't. Um, you know, they let Chris Tanev go. They need somebody to replace him, obviously. They let Jacob Markstrom go, who was their MVP the last two years. They get that but I mean, blows me away. But I mean, sell high. I'm down with that. But just but to they go didn't back, get anything for him. Well, I was going to say that was their problem. They could have sold high. Like, I don't understand how you not do that. And then, but getting to your comments about Tanev, this is a guy. If you listen to TSN 1040 with any regularity was a guy who was considered ex- insanely streaky just you two weeks uh in in November in Tanev I cannot believe Tanev is not getting more ice time he is looked very good and then two weeks in January oh my god why is this guy not like on the bench all the time so well and and you'll find that every NHL team has one defenseman that just goes about his business and for some reason can't get anybody to like him <laughs> Oh, geez. Who can I... Th- <coughs> Tim Heat. Tim Heat. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think... Ugh, I mean... Vancouver... I think this coming season, I think they're going to take a step back just because they've got so much mon- money on the books that they shouldn't have that they're kind of stuck right now. But I think next year, once all that money... I mean, Vancouver, yes, they're going to have to re-sign Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson next summer. But but even after re-signing those guys, so much... I don't want to say dead money because there's still players that are being used. But so much money not being used... Aren't they still paying paying like Luongo until 2035? No. This season, this coming season and the season after... Jesus uh, they're, they're done. They're 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 off the books. But I mean, dude, when was the last time get... Luongo suited up for a game <laughs> for Vancouver 2014? Dude, at all. Yeah, <laughs> but you know they're gonna get after this season. They're gonna get a million off the books for Ryan Spooner. They're gonna get. 3.3 million for offers Sven Berchi, 4.3 million for Brandon Sutter. You know, there's going to be a handful of cash to go around. So I'm not too worried about Vancouver. They're, they, it's all going to time out right where. Dude, they got some, know, but they, there's some talent to be had there. I mean, Fantenberg uh, isn't horrible. Uh, Joss Levo, there's been a lot of people that have said some nice things about him. Now, granted, you look at the UFA pool and you see former Sharks Francis Perron and Nikolai Goldobin, and you go, bye bye. <laughs> yeah, well, Goldobin, Goldobin signed in the KHL, so. Yo, I know, but it's just so fun. Man, you talk about a pissed-away first-round pick. Anyway, uh, let's move on to a Vegas. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Do we have something in the chat? I think we do from Roy Batty, 1312. The Nucks had a five-minute major against Vegas and ruined it. Well, <laughs> you know, did they lose their captain? No? Well, then there you go. So. Uh, Vegas, lots going on here. Holy shit. I mean, they've lost Stastny. They've lost Eakin. Uh, they can't get rid of Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> <laughs> they can't find anybody to take him for what? Half the... See, now this is my whole thing is, uh, you know, of course we'll get to, to Jerk's assessment in a second, but for me, when it comes to Vegas, and I do kind of pay attention to them just as scouch more than anybody else because of, you know... So my deal is there has to be 
GMs in the league that says, you know what, Vegas bent us the hell over. Now, did did we, you know, purposely grab our ankles and Vegas just slid up behind us? Yes. Like, Vegas didn't have a gun to their head. But there are teams in this league, I guarantee you, that from three and a half, whatever, years ago, still feel uh, taken advantage of by Vegas when it comes to the draft. And so they look at the situation that they're in now. They're clearly after Petro. They're trying to deal uh, Schmidt. And they know that Flurry, that, that you, look, they signed Leonard to the five by five. They know he's the guy of the future. Flurry is on his way out the door, but there is no team coming a knocking that is sitting there going, oh, yeah, Flurry, sure. If you like eat, I don't know, two mil of his contract, sure, we'll take that out. No, it is a buyer's market for goalies right now. Fuck you and Flurry. We don't need him. There are other, you know, there are other things, you know, there are other opportunities to be had out there. We don't need flurry. You eat it. We're going to make it this much more difficult for you. We're going to make you move out a piece that you actually want in order for you to get Petro services. So, you know, well, I'm just going to quote hockey jerk and say, good luck, motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, Vegas is one of those teams where they didn't have to do anything in order to have a good off season. I still, you know, the, like I said, the talk around the town is that there's a handshake deal to trade Nate Schmidt somewhere. Nobody seems to know where that somewhere is. Well, up until uh, a little while ago, it seemed like it was Florida, but that got pissed yeah, away. He was tied to the Panthers. He was tied to the Jets. Both of them have been disputed. So it's kind of like, it, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, like, okay, you're getting traded, uh, but you get to pick the team, door number one, or you know, or um, bachelor number one. It's like totally hidden <laughs> mystery. You don't know. Nobody knows. Um, but yeah, the like I said, I think a smart person would say that they're trading Schmidt, they're going to sign Petro, and it's going to be a successful day. But if I'm them, Jesus, I still try and move out that flurry contract just at the very least to have some breathing room. But how much do you have to eat? Probably half of it. <sighs> Which and, and here's the thing, I always say half is better than whole. Yeah, but who, need, who, okay, let me ask you this question. Twofold, who wants a goalie and who needs to get to the cap floor? Well, if Ottawa had not picked up Matt Murray, I would say them. Okay, who's your second choice? I mean, exactly. If Arizona trades Darcy Kemper, maybe. But the only reason why Kemper is being traded is so Arizona gets like some... so Arizona can recoup some assets. Well, I was gonna say, but yeah, it's just to get some assets back. But again, I just go into the fact that Flurry is probably already out of Vegas if right now it is not a Uber goalie, you know, smorgasbord, if you will. It's a buffet no of word. goalies right now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I know words. I have the best word. All right. So that kind of wraps it up on our God, round. That was so long. <laughs> yeah, that was an hour just just on free agency. No, I dig it. Gonna, I dig it. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to clip some of the things on this rundown here. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> no, we we didn't we, even we, talk we about the sharks. I was gonna say we kind of knew this was gonna be a long one because I think, dude, it's and safe. you were talking like you were like on a three day cocaine bender, and, and we still <laughs> didn't get through it that fast. Well, and, and I think 
you know, it's probably safe to assume that this will be our last podcast for a while. So uh, well, it depends. Well, remains to be seen. Right. It depends on what happens. <laughs> but I, I'm kind of thinking it's like, why not empty the tank? You know. True. True. So we should move on to the sharks. Yeah, uh, we should. Yeah, we should. We're not going to, but we should. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, let's move on to the Sharks. Obviously, we're not going to start at free agency with the Sharks, of course. We are going to start at the draft. So, uh, here you go. Now, you'll have to excuse the monkeys at uh, who, who designed the graphics for the Sharks because they did make a couple little boo-boos uh, on, uh, on what rounds they were taken in. A uh, little bit of copy-paste going on there uh, in, in, in the basement. But anyway, you'll notice not a defenseman or goalie in sight. It is all forwards. And I said this to Jerk earlier before we came on the air. <laughs> we got nine forwards. It wouldn't surprise me if like seven of them are a right-handed shot because of how <laughs> how badly the Sharks need that. Uh, so we start off with Ozzy. Um, jerk. I mean, you're the guy who now, now I, I also want to preface this is the fact that I don't know how deep in the weeds jerk can get on all of these, but we did have Kevin Lacey and Ian Reed on, on an earlier show that kind of covered all this. So, uh, and Kevin Lacey, God love him was able to really get in the weeds on this. So go check out that show. But, uh, jerk, you look at this graduating class, if you will, of 2020, uh, mm -hmm. you know, what floats your boat? What pops your tart? Well, the thing that stands out to me is it's all forwards, right? And, and yes, sir. you know, th this, this kind of has a little bit of a, there's a little bit of nervousness on my part because it's just like, are we going to have a situation where it's, you know, guys one through nine from the 2020 guy factory, you know, trademark pending for, for Pat, but you know, a lot of these guys that they picked up, they all are, you know, especially in the later rounds, they're all sleeper pick guys. You know, they're kind of slipped under the radar a little bit, you know, but they but could. Hasn't that been you know, kind of like I, the Sharks, like, uh, you know, like, like what something like Kevin LeBanc, at? where it's like Kevin LeBanc was taken in the sixth round. Dude, Joe but Pavelski. The year after this draft year, he just explodes offensively. And I and it'll be I think we'll see a couple of these guys do the same, you know, especially who I'm looking at is Linus Oberg, who at the time of this recording with Ure Bro. Uh, in the Swedish <laughs> Hockey League, five goals Who? in six games. Um, you know, that's Who? not one of their 10,000. Hold on, say it again. The league in Sweden, and he's scoring at a very good rate, I might say. So, you know, like I said, uh, pretty much all of these guys, they're all a, a, a smidge undersized from what quote-unquote average is, but they all are really crafty offensively and, and have the potential to kind of be, I don't want to say boom or bust, but they could end up, elevating to a higher status than what their draft position would dictate. Hold on. I, I just want to check something, everybody. Jerk, can you hear me? Of course. Okay. Who? Why? <laughs> what happened? No, I, no, no. No, I, no I, I, I dropped in, but it's it's fine. Uh, no, I want to just, with all these forwards, but you, who, who are the defensemen right now that the Sharks have in the tank? And, and the reason why I ask this, is because you've you've got what Merkley, uh, Kanijov, uh, what, what's uh, pa Pasnachek? What's his name? Uh, okay, uh, Pashnuk. Pashnuk. Okay, Pashnuk. Isn't there another one? No, John Leonard's a forward, right? Um, yeah, it's 
Right now it's pa- it's Pashnuk, Kanijov, Niazev, and Merkley. Okay, but and the reason why I say this is because typically it takes you know maybe an extra year or two for defensemen to marinate, and sure. so it makes me feel like they went all forward hoping that maybe this all you know this whole group kind of comes together. You know what I mean? That's fair, yeah. That, you know, they all kind of mature at the at the same level, or they all ripen at the at the time that you need them to. So, um, I you know, I think it could be fun, and especially if, like I said, seven of nine of them are right-handed, probably help. <laughs> Hold on, what happened? Just another Randy G throwing it in here. Trust me, if Jerk couldn't hear AJ say something for more than that five seconds, he would notice. <laughs> what? so uh that's where we are with the sharks draft class again uh landy ian puck guy they they broke that shit down 20 ways from sunday that is on our youtube channel so please by all means go check that out because they went hardcore uh let's move in to what the sharks have actually done if we can uh, the Sharks did go out and get themselves Devin Dubnik and Ryan Donato. Uh, clearly throwing up the, the, the white flag to, to Aaron Dell, saying, uh, we enjoyed your time here, but it's time to move on. Uh, Dubnik, um, was that the best, I don't know, option? for the Sharks to go for at this point in time when you consider how much of a, again, like I said earlier, goalie buffet that there was to be had, did, I don't know, Dubnik's relationship with Nabokov, was that influenced here? Do you think they should have went somewhere else? What are you taking, Jerk? Well, that probably had a lot to do with it, I imagine. Um, Something, too, to consider. So because Minnesota retained salary, Devin Dubnik's, Cap hit with the Sharks is two point one six 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 seven million. Uh, How many sixes? I, in what do you got there? Numbers. Uh, AJ, you muted yourself. Um, what? <laughs> how, how many sixes? Uh, two two million one hundred sixty six thousand six hundred sixty seven. That's a lot of sixes. He's the devil. Yeah, well, I was gonna the say, devil. what do you got there? Numbers. Um, but here's the thing: you look at all the unrestricted free agent goalies who have signed so far, and you know Markstrom, Mike Smith. Thomas Grice, Cam Talbot. I mean, there's a, a Henrik Lundqvist. There's a litany of them, as AJ likes to say. Um, <laughs> I've never said litany <laughs> in my life, but go ahead. <laughs> I know words. Uh, he, I mean, okay, aside from Mike Smith, who's kidding who? Who? He's the cheapest option. And in a time where the Sharks are trying to save every dollar they can on the cap, you need a cheap option. Now, I, I'm optimistic about this trade. I'm not going to say I'm in. I mean, I'm in love with the trade because the Sharks didn't pay 31 overall, as I stupidly said they would two weeks ago. But <laughs> you, it's a good trade considering what they gave up. And if Dubnik can get back to form while playing only 35 games as opposed to 65, it's a home run. And but the, I think the big thing is just having him as the cheapest option, you know, because even you know AJ, your pick, Thomas Grice. He signed for, I believe, uh, three and a half million. Yeah. And no, this is a, certainly two. I mean, I think you can deal with that for a year, but the fact that Grice got two years, well, I, there's no way the Sharks wanted to do that. See, this is my whole thing is 
I'm a little surprised that this wasn't a two year deal so they could, you know, again, everybody building for the Seattle draft. So mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised that they didn't make it a two year deal and maybe make it, you know, 1.9 for two years or something. Uh, but I still have the feeling that this is just a scotch of a bridge deal, if you will. Like, I think this is the Sharks trying to say, okay, this will give us a year to let Melnichuk like marinate or mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what we have on, you know, in the pipes over this next year or so. And then yeah. that will afford us the opportunity to make a different decision after this. But we're using this as kind of a, a bridge to, you know, a, a better tomorrow. Right. And I'm, and I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that Dubnik is going to be just a really good goalie and he's going to bounce back to that Vesna form he had a few years ago. But I'm not going to sit here and say that he won't. You know what I mean? I mean, well, Roy, is a- Roy Batty in the chat saying Dubnik had a bad year because of his wife's medical problem. He will have a bounce back here with the Sharks and be a starter. That's, I can see that. That's, that's well. And look. My whole idea was again. I said this before. I wanted Grice and Grice his too expensive. Exactly, price tag a little too rich. So go with Dubnik. Okay, fine. But I still wanted Grice for essentially the same position that Dubnik is going to take is somebody mm-hmm. who has experience who can push Jones. We saw if if you go and look at the numbers that Jones posted like that last month, month and a half. They were reminiscent of the 15-16 season. Like, mm-hmm. he had had a break. He had done some work with Nabby. He started to put things together, and maybe, plus, the, the team in front of him maybe kind of limited the high-danger chances, and so maybe all of that worked out. So let's see what next season is about. It, it should be a fun... <laughs> Uh, at the very least, it's going to be something fun to watch. Now, I'm going to ask you about Ryan Donato, Jerk. Uh, I like Ryan Donato. Um, uh, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's gonna that he will for sure score 20 goals, but I will sit here and tell you that I that he could score 20 goals. I mean, as we talked about, jeez, uh, was that two weeks ago, AJ, where we talked about with Shang, where you know last year. As a fourth liner and a healthy scratch, he had 14, 14 goals, all of which were even strength. That's the big key for me. And so, as as you like to say that I like to say, a, <laughs> smart, a smart person. person would say if you put him on that second line and give him time on the power play and the penalty kill, honestly, he, he should get 20 goals, you know, wake up, brush your teeth, score 20 goals. Yeah. Like, and, well, and you, you give know. him some solid line mates like a hurdle and a mire. Yeah. Don't push him down to the bottom of the, to the bottom of the line with Marcus Felino and whatever <laughs> else. Whoever Michael else Haley. Minnesota. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> you know, I, I really think again, I'm not going to tell you he will score 20 goals. I'm just gonna, here to tell you that he could. And, you know, I, I, I think he's kind of that, you know, He's that perfect guy. You can slide him in with Hurdle, and then, you know, depending on who you fancy as your second line right winger, either Meyer or LeBanc, and I think that would be a very good line. All right. Uh, Vince G, it not only gives Melnichuk a full year, it sends a message to Jones that you have one year to unfuck yourself. Well, and that's the thing, I, dude. I would agree. Well, and dude, let's let's just let's just Vince, play fantasy for Vince, a second. Get a goddamn microphone and join us, won't you? <laughs> 
let's let's play let's play make believe for a second. What if Dubnik has a really good year and outperforms Jones? Let's oh, you think Sharks Jones uh, exposes sign sign Dubnik to a one year extension and expose Jones? I mean, again, I'm not going to tell you that'll happen, but it's a possibility. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, just another Randy G. Haven't Jones and Dubnik played the most amount of games more than any two goalies in the past four years? Uh, uh, I would say I would say that's probably true. Yeah. I think Cam Talbot would have something to say about that. But. Yeah, but if memory serves, like Dubnik from like fourteen to eighteen played like the most, and then Jones yeah. sixteen to now played the most. So I think you know if if that's not it, you're right in the goddamn wheelhouse. Is what I'm. So saying. I'll tell you. I'll tell you right here. I know words. Uh, Who that? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm trying to, ugh, dude. Whip um, it out. I'm trying to whip it out, but NHL.com's <laughs> fucking, you know, stat page. Is okay, a joke. well, while he's doing okay, that, do no, you guys enjoy my out. Sharky okay. jersey? Isn't this cool? All right, go <laughs> it's ahead. It's whipped out. Whipped out. So whipped actually, out. Um, in the last since 2014-15, uh, Martin Jones is 11th in starts. Since and when? Evan, since 2014-15, which well, is. You can't I say 14-15 because it's like Jonathan Quick was getting all those, but go ahead. Well, I only say 14-15 because that was Dubnik's first season in Minnesota where he played a bunch of games. Gotcha. But I would say, but let's do 15-16 because that is Jones's first as a starter. Yes. Since 15-16, Martin Jones is first in starts. Devin Dubnik is third. See? So, there yes, you go. They've played, they've played a lot of hockey. And so, again... Instead of one or the other playing, you know, instead of Jones playing 65 games and Dubnik playing 17, if you do, you know, maybe a 48 and a 34, <laughs> maybe there's a better yeah. balance there. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. A couple quick comments. Sharks, really, though, at least ask Santa for a microphone, Vince. Come on. It is getting close to that time of the year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they always so asking how the draft is. Now, we're not talking about the Sharks draft. We're talking about the draft in the back of this jersey. Because there's a big hole for the fin. <laughs> and it's quite comfortable, I should say. Uh, let's move on. Uh, the Sharks announced that Melker Carlson will not be re-signed now uh memory serves what was he getting was he getting like three mil two million was it only two okay yep. anyway uh but two mil and this takes us to our tweet of the week ladies and gentlemen we haven't done one of these in a while but we got to throw it out there because of how i don't know well i'll let hockey jerk describe it uh the tweet said just because Melker Carlson played on the penalty kill a lot doesn't mean he was good on the penalty kill. Jerk your thoughts. <laughs> to me, I think that's exactly why he's on the penalty kill, because he's good at it. Um, there is a reason that the Sharks' penalty kill was number one uh was number one in the league last year. Exactly. And I'm not going to say, I'm, I, I'm not going to say that Melker Carlson was the only reason, but he was a big reason. <laughs> well, uh, at least 25% of it. Yeah, no kidding. 
and I'm going to, I'm trying to uh, pull up a stat here to prove my point. But I, well, I, while I, you pull up that stat, let me just say, <laughs> to tweet something like that, just because Melker played on the penalty kill a lot doesn't mean he was good on the penalty kill. What coach? would put a guy out there to play in a tough situation if they sucked at it. Okay? <laughs> like, why or, would you... Like, literally, Melker Carlson's only fucking job with the Sharks for the last couple of years has been to be good on the penalty kill. That's, like, literally the reason why he got his contract to do that. So to say that to me, just... I, to me, it makes me want to go... I like I really want more context into why that would be your opinion to say something like that. Like I'm not yeah, going to sit here and burn you in effigy without knowing more context. I'm not going to sit here and go, "Wow, what a really fucking stupid hot take blah blah blah" like so many people do on social media. My question is, please offer more context as to why that is your opinion. Because right now, all evidence to the contrary. But I'm willing yep. to listen to what you, uh, you know, to the receipts you have to show me. Well, and um, let's let's have fun here. Uh, would you happen to, um, would you like to know who averaged the most shorthanded time on ice for the Sharks? Lay it on me. That would be... Uh, okay, it's Mark Edward Vlasic, but he's a defenseman. That's not fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the of the forward, forward variety of the forwards on the Sharks, who averaged the most shorthanded time on ice per game, Melker Carlson. Thank you. Uh, and now uh, again, one of our buddies. Not... Hold on, one of our buddies, Alden, saying same people tweeting that kind of crap are the ones who have their heads buried in Corsi stats. <laughs> and, and, so here's the thing. This is not to say that Melker Carlson is the reason the penalty kill was number one in the league. But if you're the guy who's out there the most, chances are you have the most to do with it. Yeah, you might be decent at it. So again, as, as, as AJ likes to say that I like to say, might be good. Yeah. So if if that's the case, I'm just saying, again... I'm not going to outright say that your tweet is trash or it's a bad take or it's fucking stupid or any of the other things that people on social media say. I'm calling it out just because I would like for you to show me the receipts is all I'm saying. Like, I'm more than willing to listen to your opinion, but, you know, give me a little more context so I can understand what you're talking about. Uh, let's move on. The Sharks issue qualifying offers to Kevin LeBanc, which we, of course, know about. Uh, Jonathan Dolan, Tony Sund, who, if memory serves, is the only Shark on record to put a puck into his own net during the preseason. Uh, no qualify... Huh? Possible. Uh, uh, I, I saw it. Uh, no qualifying offers for Andrew Sor Shortridge or Jeremy Waugh. That is a huge bummer. I will say one of the sticks that is hanging on the wall behind me is a Jeremy Waugh stick. That was a guy that I rooted for for a long time. Injuries decimated that guy. You remember like Alex Stalock, what happened to him? He was able to come back. Unfortunately, Jeremy Waugh, it just seemed like every time he got healthy, something bad happened. 
man, this guy. Oh, I'm telling you, the guy was so cursed. I feel so bad for that guy. And and for for quick callback, um, the Sharks actually traded up to be able to draft Jeremy Waugh. Yeah, dude, I was excited for the guy. I really was. I thought, you know, he I you know, I I didn't think it was gonna be the next Brent Burns or anything like that, but I was just like, you know, maybe I don't know, a scotch above Matt Irwin. Something I was, <laughs> you know honestly if you're lo- if you're looking at his if you're looking at his his junior hockey stats and his you know his stats at the world juniors I don't think and again prepare yourself I don't think a Dan Boyle comparable at the time is a totally ridiculous comparable I, dude I don't think you're uh, dude I, I'm right there with you like I thought it, it dude if it wasn't for all the injuries I think he really could uh, could have been like a, a, a Dan, a reasonable Dan Boyle facsimile. Yeah, 100%. and and it's brutal. You know what I mean? Like, how many times do how many times do you injure? Like, how many players can say that they've injured the same knee like three times in a four year span? I don't know, Tomas Hurdle. Like that's like I you know I <laughs> like I hate to say I hate to draw the word luck, but that's yeah. No, I don't it's know. A lot I don't know what it is. And, and if and it wasn't those, for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Yeah, and and for those who want to, for those who are curious, um, so San Jose traded uh, a second in 2015, a second in 2016, and a sixth in 2017, 2017, Jesus, to Colorado for the pick that Jeremy Waugh was picked with. So the fact <sighs> that the Sharks gave up two seconds and a seventh to be able to draft him, that tells yeah. you what they thought of him at the time. Yeah, no, I I had high and, hopes and, as well. And and I and I don't want to. This is this is not a a Mirko Mueller, a Ty Wishart, a Nick Patrecki situation. This is just William like Wren, a, Taylor Doherty. Go ahead. Yeah, th- this is not one of those. This is just brutal, brutally bad luck. Yeah. And maybe if there's technology where maybe he can get like a robot leg or something. Oh, maybe what do you got? The numbers. He, right. Yeah, you know. Uh, let, let's take it to the chat real quick. And some of these we will get into a hot minute later, but I just want to throw them out there while they're fresh in the mind. Will Jumbo sign with the Sharks this year? We will talk about that. Not. We will talk about that in a minute. Vince G, Melker Carlson, and Goodrow were PK staples. Yes, they absolutely were. It makes you wonder what like the best thing of the Sharks from last season is going to be now that neither of those components still are in San Jose. Hello. Uh, Joe Will literally said they QO'd soon just because they could. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sleepy Mofo. I heard Jeremy Waugh comparisons to Dan Boyle. Yeah, we just made him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Waugh was a top four D-man in my NHL 18 team. I love that. I fucking love that. Uh, Kathy saying, I love Dan fucking ball. Who doesn't? Uh, look at this. Oh, thanks for reminding me. Fucking Dustin Brown. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Uh, finally here. First game of Waz career in the queue. I got to stream and watch live happened to be his second knee injury. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, blame me if you want. Yes, Vince, it's all your fault. Jeremy Waugh should like punch you in the grill. I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on Sh- again, sharks, news and notes, Samela, Su- oh, I'm sorry, Samela, Suo Mela signs a one year, two way deal. The sharks also re re-sign Malosh, Middleton, Helmgawaks and Latunov. 
Uh, that's going to fill out your Barracuda people. Have fun with that. Uh, UFA RF signings, at least for right now. Stefan Nason signs a one-year $925,000 contract. Uh, jerk, you can, can you love that contract any more than you already do? I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible either. Yeah. I mean, you you want guy you want. I, guys I think the only way you could love that more if you is if you were able to already own a Nason worn uh, warm up jersey. Dude, if I had the Nason Uprising jersey, I See? would I would I would never buy another. Jersey. We need to have to talk. We need to talk to some people. But go ahead. Yeah. No, I I, I think this is just it, it's it's a perfect signing. You know, it, it's it's low dollars with the Sharks need, and Nason is a proven commodity on the fourth line. Energy guy. And, energy guy and he fit in very well like you know how many times do you hear of a team signs a player and he doesn't mesh with the group the sharks Eric carlson mikhail Bodkus comes <laughs> to my mind but like nason knows this group and fit in despite how little he's been here like i think if if he had not re-signed <laughs> you know if whether whether he didn't want to come back or whether the Sharks didn't want to bring him back, I think it would have been an egregious error, so I'm glad that they got it done. I like it. As Vince says, Hakuna Matata, bitches. Uh, on the other end of the UFA-RFA deal, uh, Kevin LeBanc. Oh, this is where everybody was was waiting for us to go. You know what? We got like almost 50 people watching and only 17 thumbs up. Let, can we get some more thumbs up here? Because we're about to dive deep into the Kevin LeBanc signing. <laughs> Four years, or at the very least, if you don't want to give us a thumbs up, at least subscribe. Uh, Kevin LeBanc signs for four years at a 4.725 AAV. We now, sh well, we now show the Sharks with a 2.99, basically three, 3 million left in cap. We spoke in an earlier show about this, so I'm going to throw this out to you, Jerk. Four years, 4.725. Doug Wilson had to make this deal, and I'll tell Correct. you why. I'll tell you why. Um, if he doesn't make this deal, he ends up getting a reputation around the NHL for not being a man of his word. That, of course, goes across the entire Sharks, organ Sharks organization. Look, fact of the matter is, in uh, our buddy Shang Pang, who we talked to last week, it's on our YouTube channel. Uh, awesome guy, SanJoseHockeyNow.com. We talked to him, uh, but he wrote today that there were, you know, a couple people in the know that said, "Look, Kevin LeBanc does not sign that million dollar deal last year without having something like this in his back pocket." Now, whether Wilson and company want to agree or disagree or, you know, confess or say, I, you know, I can neither confirm nor deny those, whatever. Uh, I'm apt to believe that, that you would not sign a million dollar help the franchise out deal unless you have something in your back pocket for the future. Now, that being said, um, and this is something that Jerk and I have spoken about before ad nauseum. Um, there was a group of guys for the Sharks, whether it was Couture, whether it was Hurdle, whether it was Vlasic. There are some players for the team that signed what you would call team-friendly deals. And then Evander Kane showed up. And then Eric Carlson showed up. 
And both of those guys basically got exactly what they wanted. And there were, there were a few people that get paid a lot of money to talk about hockey that speculated that that fractured this locker room, especially when the Sharks came along and said, Pavelski, we don't have enough for you. To me, this deal, not only does it honor the handshake deal that LeBanc and Wilson had, but it goes to show the rest of the team that, look, Couture, Hurdle, Vlasic, guys that sacrificed, got their cookies when they were promised it. Pavelski did not, but LeBanc has. He got his cookies for what he did. Now, Hockey Jerk, you had some people on social media not liking this deal. There are some people in this chat who don't like the deal. Okay, so uh, let everybody know what your take is. Okay, so a couple of things, a couple of points. This is going to be very unorganized because I have a lot of points percolating in my head. I know words. Oh, okay. Well, oh, then you know what? Let's just... Uh, there's no audio from AJ because he's not talking. Um, Dude, I'm listening to, to, to my jerk man make his point. You, this, oh, they're saying, oh, you know what, dude? I'm, I think I was muted when you had the graphic up. Oh, you know what? Oh, okay. That, that was my bad. That was my bad. Okay. Okay. That was, okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. I was dicking around. Uh, so jerk start again. I'm sorry. That was all, all right. on me. As soon as I went to the wave thing, I forgot that it did my blunder. So, okay. I'll just do the TLDR version. So basically, yeah. Yes, LeBanc had a bad season last year. There's no denying that. He's dash 33. But he was still thir- he still had 33 points in 70 games, which I'm not going to say that's the greatest thing ever. But that's still good. And you also have to consider that the two years prior to that, 17-18 and 18-19, he had 96 points in 159 games. That is very good. Very good. Essentially, Wilson is paying for what could be. He's paying for what could be, but also a lot of people are going on Twitter and they're, I hate to say it, a lot of people are in this YouTube chat right now and they're saying, oh, LeBanc's never done anything to earn this contract. And (laughs) and you know what? It's it's revisionist and it's moving the goalposts and it shows that you haven't really done your research. Oh, Oh, calling because, out the chatters. I love it. I love it. You can't, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm very, it's very frustrating because it's like there, and again, not going to name names, but there are a lot of people who are just pretending like 1718 and 1819 never <sighs> happened. And so with that, I just want to remind everybody, if you'd like to donate to the, <laughs> <laughs> the super no, chat. Wait, do, you, do you know what I'm saying? No, like, I, I'm not. The, oh, here, hold on. Let, let's hit a few comments. Denver Doyle. I'll repeat. Who was DW bidding against for LeBanc? Was another team going to offer sheet him way too much? What do you say to that? Uh, no, no team was going to offer sheet him. But again, the reason why players get raises on uh, Al, Al Martinet, uh, you're you're wrong. It's not that one third period. Um, Ooh. players get raises because they earn them. And yes, everybody you can you can point to last season and say it was bad and you're a thousand percent right. But if you're not looking at the previous two seasons, you're just ignoring the facts. All right. 
All right. And, and again, my my and blunder, also, my on. blunder I'm about the about you, the microphone. You can't see it. I'm pointing at you, but you can't see it. Who? Who? Also, you. <laughs> Me? What did I do? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to get your attention. You also have to consider, after putting up 96 points in 159 games, he took a haircut to make the salary cap work out. If Doug Wilson does not honor that, then he is a shitty GM and he should be fired. Oof. Yeah. And right. also, AV, it could okay. have been a lot. It could have been a lot worse because last in 2019, when <laughs> LeBanc was coming off his 56 point season, a lot of teams were saying, you know, five times five and a half. That right. would have been ridiculous. Alec Vincent saying you're paying almost five million for a potential. Oops. So let me go back. Potential 60 point player who can't play defense at all. I mean, and, and here's I, hockey I, I jerk to from... tell you five other players that can't play defense at all that get the same amount of money. <laughs> well, and I'm, and I'm, inclined, I'm inclined to point at Deuce's shoeless here. Not really fair to use last season as a benchmark when the entire team was bad. Very true. I said it about Eric Carlson and Couture and Hurdle and Meyer and Kane and LeBanc and Brent Burns. If what they did last year is a bad year, then their good years must really be good. I know. And sure, if LeBanc tops out at a 40-point player, then absolutely give me a call and let me know that I was wrong. But there is so much offensive talent that you cannot just say, eh, fuck it, we're going to give it up. <laughs> the dude is 24 years old and has all the offensive skill in the world. He can, You can teach the things that he lacks. All right, jerk, it's, jerk, it's, jerk, it's jerk, just bring ir- it down. No, bring hold it down. on. I'm almost done. Oh, I'm Jesus almost done. Christ. I'm almost done. It is just... Okay, but Al Martinet, yes, he took a prove-me contract and failed, but are we just ignoring the two years before that? You have to look at the sum of everything. You have to look at everything. Are you, are you done? I just want to say, if it if it if it's bad, then sure, let me know. But until it is shown to be bad, I don't want to hear it because there's more good than bad. Fuck, man! I thought I was the only one who going off on rants. I'm All just right. saying it's it's just ridiculous because I, no, you know, dude, and again, I feel your passion here because I'm the same way about other things. And I'm but saying, go ahead. This doesn't and and I want to say here what I'm about to say does not apply to people in this YouTube chat because the people who are listening to this right now actually know what the hell they're talking about. But the people who go on Facebook don't know and post about it. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. It, it's always, it's always, dude. There's always something Facebook. to be upset about. If the, <laughs> if the Sharks let LeBanc go for nothing, I guarantee you those same people are saying, "How are we letting LeBanc go?" Remember when he scored fifty six points? <laughs> All right. I'm just saying you can't. I'm just saying it's bad business to just let a player that skilled and that young go for nothing. I I, I am in complete agreement with you. And I'm sorry you had... if anybody's offended. I'm sorry. Oh, if, if you're offended, stop watching. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to get to some comments because I wanted to feed the fire. Uh, what do you got there, comments? Yeah, Vince G. It's a forecasting deal with interest for asking LeBanc to basically throw away an RFA year with arbitration, which is worth its weight in gold for a player. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jerry F., if LeBanc underperforms this year, he can ex- be exposed to Seattle. Face it, unless Seattle is smoking crack, boom, uh, they are not going to take on the Jones or Vlasic contracts. Well, as far as I know, Vlasic, that can't be exposed. So, Unless they unless they ask for his permission. 
That's true. Uh, Denver Doyle, huh? good point, jerk, but you have to look at the overall situation. We don't have free. We uh, uh, okay, Doyle, you lost me on the on the I penmanship. I think he's trying to say we don't have any money. We don't have any money to pick up another free agent. Okay, you lost me on the penmanship there. And to that, I would say, I mean. Just another Randy G. LeBanc has worked really hard to improve in his own end and it's shown. Is he a Selkie winner? No. Has he worked hard and gotten better? 100% yes. And also, like, and and I've seen a lot of, like, it's where the <laughs> where the Sharks are right now. You know, the, the Sharks. <laughs> thank you, Rob. The Sharks have. The Sharks have hitched their wagon to Burns and Eric Carlson and Couture and Kane and, and all the guys. You know, when you've when you've hitched your wagon, when you've put most of your money into a smallish core, Ish. you need yes, you need guys who are making not a lot of money to step up. And I you know any of the big I don't blame the failures of last season. I don't blame that on any of the big guys. I blame that on the guys under them for not doing their part. Well, I, I blame a certain amount on that on the front office for overestimating the ability of the guys in the pipeline, whether it was uh, sure. your Tankin, Shemilevsky, Chekovic. I mean, take your take your pick. I mean, the, right. the thing right. that I think is so funny is that when you go back and you look at opening day, the names that were touted, again, Shemilevsky – Chekovic, uh, you're tanking. I'm trying to think of the other one. Bergman. Was, uh, a little bit of Bergman. Blickfeld. Uh, Blickfeld. That was another one. Uh, hey, and you then, know what, though? I think Blickfeld's going to be a player. Sorry. I, I, I think he could. I think he could, too. But then you look at, like, okay, well, who who are the people that actually stuck around? It was Noah Gregor, who nobody was talking about before the beginning uh, of the season. Excuse me. Excuse well, me. okay, aside from you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I mean, Aline Bergman, you know, there, there were a couple of guys that really weren't getting a lot of love and pub. And those are the guys that ended up sticking around the most. I'll uh, say this. Oh, whip it out. You, when you say, when you say that the front office over expected from those guys, you're a hundred percent right. Yes. But at the same time, and again, you have to think about it in the moment. Right, sure. In in that moment, those expectations were not unrealistic. Uh, not for that many guys. Yeah, I mean, you you got expectations for one or two guys, like a Mario Ferraro, and he not only meets but exceeds them. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, he was, yeah, <laughs> you know. But then there's okay, other just, guys who just go, yikes. Well, and and this to give you to really paint a picture as to how much of a disaster. All these uh, comments and not a single donation, you cheap bastards. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> all of the yeah, here's okay. How about this? <laughs> if you donate one dollar to Teal Town USA on Venmo, I'll follow you on Twitter. Hey now, Denver Door. Uh, what is the goal for this team? Are we a playoff contender or a team of in denial of a rebuild? I, if you listen to Jerk, he will say that we are a playoff contender. If you listen to me, I will say that we are in denial of a rebuild. 
Uh, you don't rebuild with the players you have on the roster. You have to now again. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you the Sharks are a playoff team, but with the guys they have under contract, they have to try to be. All right, we we have to move on, dude. We are pushing two hours. This was, spo- dude. Type- I told you, dude. This is our last podcast of the season. We're emptying the tank. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Apparently. All right. Although uh, my heart out is at 10:30, so let's hurry it up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jesus Christ. Uh, for those of you enjoying all of this, you're welcome. <laughs> uh another thing and we'll get back to the chat comments so if we didn't get to your comment and you still want us to address it uh donate a dollar teal town usa on well venmo. i was gonna say yeah throw a super chat in there send it to me on venmo at teal town usa uh but we will get to some comments towards the end oh wait a minute hold on i just got a notification boom super chat from randy g and you know whenever you super chat us it supersedes anything that we're talking about and immediately goes up. Super chat, $2 from just another Randy G. Hey, now. Mm. And Randy G, I say to you, hey, now. Jerry, coming in hot. Oh, Jerry coming in hot. Hey, now. Look at this. You guys rock. Sharks fam is awesome. Booyah. That, you know what? That comment. It needs to be more than one hand. That is too much rock for one hand. We go boom. Ugh. Wow. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, the Sharks are reportedly negotiating with Patrick Marlowe. What a big fucking surprise that is. Yeah. Uh, as foresee- <laughs> foreseen by you like eight months ago? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, not even foreseen. I mean, if you go back and look, when... Patty was, well, here's the really funny thing, and I'll just throw this out there. Throw it out. I'm going to throw it out. Uh, September of 2019. I was actually, I don't know if Alden is still watching. He might have, we might have already put his ass to sleep, but I was actually with Alden at a Sharks practice, and Patrick Marlowe walked out. And he was a nice, he took a photo with Alden. He was nice enough to sign a jersey for me and a couple other photos, and just super duper cool. And I straight up asked him at the time, "How are things looking? Are you coming back?" And as as nice as he is, he goes, "Yeah, it's it's not looking good. I don't think it's going to happen." And then <laughs> he was working, you dude. Yeah, I guess so. He was, you know, yeah, blowing smoke up the tailpipe. I guess I don't know. Uh, but we all know what happened is, of course, you know, <laughs> three games into the season. Uh, somebody fetch me Patrick Marlowe. Let's get him in here. Uh, so we know what happened. Anyway, uh, when Marlowe was traded to Pittsburgh, and this is the kind of funny thing. If you rewind the clock back to September of 2019 and you were talking to Doug Wilson, it was a lot of, um, you know, like we, we feel like we've, you know, we're beyond the Thornton Marlowe. Well, Thornton was part of the team, but it's like, you know, we're, we're on to the next thing, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all the things. We appreciate everything Marlowe did for us and yada, yada, yada. But we're, and then what happens? They lose, they drop three straight. Patty's in town. Yes, get Patty in here. So it will, and like Jerk and I were just talking about, the Sharks front office vastly over-evaluated 
the prospects that were coming in. And so they said, well, Patty's a proven commodity. Come home, Marlo. So anyway, when Patty was dealt to Pittsburgh for the pick, Wilson... The, funnel- the pick that turned into Ryan Donato, by the way. Yes. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Wilson, funnily enough, like I said, it was like, oh, we're beyond the we're beyond the Marlowe era. It's time to move on and blah, blah, blah. And then fast forward when, when, the, when the deal with Pittsburgh happens and all of a sudden it's like, well, P- Patty will be back next year. So it's not a big, <laughs> which I, just, I get so much fucking, such a kick out of that. And let's be honest. I, I, I loves me some Patty. I mean, dude literally is sitting right here on this huge fucking picture behind me. Loves me some Patty Marlowe. The thing is, if, let me ask you this, honestly, fucking honestly, if Patrick Marlowe, by playing next season and breaking, who, who is it? Is it Gordy Howe? Whose record is he breaking for most Gordy games? Howe. Yeah, Gordy, Gordy Howe. So, if you're going to tell me, if Marlowe was not on track to break Gordy Howe's record next season, do you think the Sharks would even be entertaining the idea of re-signing him? Probably. Really? Yeah. Like you said, he's a known commodity. At this point in his career, he's cheap. And this is kind of what we were talking about before, where it's like, you know, I've seen in the chat, is Joe Thornton coming back? I say I hope not. Because he's clearly missed a step, number one. Number two, there's or not missed a step, lost a step, excuse me. Number two, he's still a little sour grapes about the whole trade deadline snafu last year, which is, well, is we're talking, fine. We're, hold on, we're talking about Marlowe. No, I know, but the point I'm trying to make, I, it, I'm reaching around here, is that Patrick Marlowe, he's not going to score 28 goals anymore, but for being 42 years old, just or I'm sorry, 41 years old, He's still a very – he's an elite skater. He's good for 10 goals, plays center, plays wing. Like the Sharks would be dumb not to bring him back because I said earlier – and again, I was on the – the I was on the front parade float of don't bring Patty back. But I think he's the type of guy you want. He's cheap. He's NHL well, caliber. Still got center, wheels. Winger. He's got it. Bring him back. It's a cheap option. And you know what? If the Sharks suck again – Trade him again. Yeah. Hey, 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 if you can get some picks. Uh, you know, Alden pointing out, you know, yeah, Patty couldn't have been nicer that day. Uh, Vince saying he will throw down 25 for a jerk face reveal. Good luck with that. I, I mean, d- d- hold on. Does that say 25 or 25K? <laughs> my, my eyes are a little suspect. Anyway, uh, so we'll see what happens with Marlo. I would expect – I think most fans would expect – now, look, I'm not trying to say that Marlowe would not bring anything to the Sharks. I mean, he's still going to, like, jerk just illuminated to. Uh, dude, dude's still got wheels. He can still motor. He has some things to bring to the party. Um, does the fact that he's going to break Howe's record as most games ever played factor into it? I would think you. it has to. It's it's it's. It's a financial thing. Also throw into that the fact that the Sharks seem to be uh, moving towards their own merchandising. You know, it's like I, I've been, you know, how long have I been screaming about fanatics being involved in that? It seems like over this COVID break, the Sharks are moving that if you look at the Sharks on Facebook, 
they're promoting things where it's like exclusive to the Shark Tank. Well, if it's exclusive to the Shark Tank, that means Fanatics has nothing to do with it. So feels like the Sharks are moving that way. I would love that. And you know what would make the team a decent amount of coin? Is if locally they had like these beautiful shirts that says, you know, Patrick Marlowe, X amount of games played or, you know, record broken or whatever it is. The Sharks can make a lot of cash from merchandising off of the fact that Marlowe has broken that record. I think that enough, honestly, <laughs> to be to be quite honest with you, that's a pretty significant fucking record. And I almost feel like the profit from the merchandising would pay for his contract. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? It should also be said, too, that, you know, the whole Marlowe coming th- back thing at this point, it's not so much of like a will he won't he kind of thing. You know, um, Pagnota, uh, David Pagnota, the fourth period s- said on Saturday that, um, you oh. know, they were close. And oh. he was saying somewhere between 900K and a million for Patrick Marlowe, which I think is is absolutely fair. Just like, you know, Rizzo, Rizzo is saying in the chat, let's say, you know, I saw somebody else said if Marlowe's viable to the lineup, they're not going to the playoffs. I disagree because I think if you have Marlowe on your third or fourth line and let's say he puts up 10 goals, 15 assists for making less than a million dollars, I think you got to take that every day. Dude, I'm going to say this right now. You know how you work out this Marlowe contract? Baseline minimum. What's baseline minimum for a veteran his age? 700K? 700K. Baseline minimum. 700K, mm-hmm. you, cut, you cut them in for 10% of the shirt, pucks, hats, percentage sales. You know, Or you know what you could even do if the Sharks even wanted to save money? And again, I don't think this will happen because it sounds like it's going to be 900 thousand to a million for Marlowe, but let's just say sign Marlowe to 700k league minimum and you can do veteran bonuses you know every every five goals he scores that's an extra 50,000 or every every 10 games he plays that's a 50,000 you know you could do veteran that's bonuses. what I'm saying dude you know. and for those of you who don't know I think we literally have three of these left size large if you're interested we're all doing all this talk about Marlowe, but there's also some talk about Jumbo. I literally think we have three of these left. Hey, now, win it for Jumbo with the Teal Town logo all in there, beautifully designed by one Eric Curra at PuckGuy14. Isn't that awesome? It's beautiful shirt. It's gorgeous. Uh, we don't have these on our website because this was a very limited run that we did. And I'm pretty sure there's like this. I might have two more, and I think they're all size large. AJ, the people aren't gonna the people aren't gonna understand how important that is that you have that until you until you <laughs> give it a give, give it a descriptor like you're on the holiday shopping network or something. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't have my little my little yeah my. I would lower say, third. and I and I there's somebody Bye in this now. Chat. <laughs> there's, there's somebody in this chat who I think would appreciate it. I'm not gonna say who they are, but would you say that Coward. that shirt is is rare exclusive uh rare exclusive i would say it's uh, chef's kiss how are you hey now <laughs> uh but anyway yeah win it for jumbo shirt uh literally i think there's like two of these maybe a three of these left i think they're all size large uh if you're interested uh the only thing i can say is slide into or just you don't have to slide to my dms just tweet me directly at AJ underscore strong and say, Hey dude, win it for jumbo shirt. Let me know. And I'll get back to you. 
Okay. No, no, not even going to bid. Uh, see, now, now, Kathy is so nice. Are we bidding on this? No, not even bidding. I'm not, I'm not trying to raise the price on anybody. I'm going to exact price that we charge everybody else. And if you go right now, I'm even logging on tealtownusa.com. If you go to the far right button, it says swag shop. And that has our Teal Town shirts. Now, right now, we're sold out. Uh, uh, thanks to all of you, we only have a couple shirts left. But you will see if you uh, if you go and look at that, you hit that twenty five bucks. That's all it is. Twenty five bucks plus shipping, but twenty five bucks <laughs> unless you're local. If you're in San Jose or if you're in the Bay Area, if you'd like to pick it up. I'll meet you. We'll go have Pete's coffee, and you can pick one up. <laughs> Fan exclusive with AJ yeah. Strong. That's what I'm saying. You come and pick it up. Uh, you know what I'll throw in? Teal Town USA coaster signed by Sue Amella. Right there. <laughs> I'm telling you, the stuff that I have to give away, you have no idea. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, if you're hey, interested in things, one of the last... Hey, if you're interested in one of the last Win It For Jumbo shirts, again, very limited run. John Root owns, owns one. We have a photo of him uh, wearing his. And so, and Brody Brazil also has one. So if you'd like one, again, there's only a couple left, but uh, hit me up on Twitter. We'll hook you up. I'm sorry, Jerk. What did you have to say? I was going to say, speak. if we want to talk about things Jesus to give away. Too fucking Okay, go ahead. I know. This is the last thing. We can get out of here. <laughs> no, uh, I still got more. If you if you happen to be March 9th, 2019, that was Teal Town USA Day at the tank. St. Louis Blues and yep. Shar- Sharks beat the St. Louis Blues in overtime. Talk up there about that. And then the Barracuda played somebody. Uh, <laughs> Probably Bakersfield were, or something. <laughs> and if you were at that game and participated in the Teal Town USA Day at the tank, festivities and you are interested in winning free swag there may be a warm-up puck from that sharks game with your name on it hey now Just saying hey now how do you win that remains to be seen but it's out there so keep your uh keep your ear to the ground yes uh so well let's get into it illuminato uh, speaking of jumbo does he come back uh I hope a, not. oh no 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 that was not the question it's nobody gives a shit what you hope. Does he come back? If no. you were going to take some fat cash out your fat wallet and you have green or I'm sorry, black or red. Red is Jumbo comes back, black is he leaves. Where are you putting your cash? Black. You're saying Jumbo is not here next season. Yep. I am with you. I will double down on your bet. I I feel that Jumbo for as much time as he spent as a shark. I dude, I just get this weird feeling about Jumbo. He is still so pressed that he saw Marlowe get dealt. He saw Dylan get dealt, both of them to teams that were, you know, on the trajectory of winning it all. He saw Goodrow get dealt and eventually win the thing. I think, honestly, I think Jumbo, unless 30 other teams in the NHL are like, no, Jumbo, you know, 42 years old, rebuilt knees, but we love you, but no, your time is done. Then the Sharks go, sure, we'll take you back. on. 
No, I th- I think Jumbo is like honestly, I think he's like fuck you, and it wouldn't be surprising to me whatsoever. This to me will be the the the, <laughs> the kind of harbinger of doom, if you will, if if Wilson or I'm sorry, if uh, if Jumbo signs for whatever reason with a Tampa or with a I don't know Boston get give me give me a name or two that are uh projected to win the cup Avalanche. uh yes Colorado that is a perfect example Washington even if Jumbo yeah, signs with any of them maybe the Islanders if Jumbo signs with any of them I think it's like it's Jumbo chasing a cup if Jumbo signs with Vegas for the bare minimum, I still think it's chasing a cup. If he I, I think it's both chasing a cup and hi, Doug, how are you? I honestly think that mm-hmm. when maybe you, you know when you think about all the times that you know that 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 question has been broached to him, where he's like, ah, you know, hey guys, I'm a shark. You know, I if to for him to sign to the mortal enemy. Whew. Anyway. Uh, so that's where we're at there. Let's move on. Uh, Brendan Dillon signs an extension with the Washington Capitals. Good for him. Justin Braun extends with the with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. That's awesome. Colin Blackwell, Anthony Greco, Johnny Brodzinski signed with the Rangers. We mentioned that earlier. With, uh, when you sign that many minor leaguers from the, the Sharks, that can only mean that Aaron Dell is next. Um, <laughs> Google. This is something that I've been meaning to talk about for a little bit. A hot minute. Google, ladies and gentlemen, has unveiled even more plans for their massive development in the downtown San Jose area. If you look at this, it's pretty fucking hard to find some fucking parking. <laughs> you know, if you want to like, I don't know, drive to the game, you know, like I'm I'm not discounting anybody who takes mass transit. If you want to take light rail or Caltrain or what have you, that's good on you. That's awesome. You know, one one less car on the freeway is one less that I have to deal with. But let's be honest here. I mean, this isn't all about the Sharks, people. You know, there are concerts held here. There are a variety of activities that are held here in a pre-COVID world and what we hope will soon to be a post-COVID world. Either way, you want 17,000 and blah, blah, blah to show up to whatever event where the hell do you want them to park? Okay. Now, and this is something that I have screamed and bitched and complained about when it comes to Sam Licardo being the mayor of San Jose, who seems to want every lane to be a fucking bike lane and, you know, fuck parking. You know, the like, it seems like Sam Licardo's huge, uh, y- you know how like every big city has like a tourism slogan? Sam Licardo seems to be, Come to San Jose, don't drive. Like, that seems to be his big thing. Now, here's the thing I want to point out to everybody. When looking at this illustration and noticing that there is next to no parking, let me tell you this. John Totora. Oh, we miss him. He was so fun. Uh, John Totora, we talked to him a while back, and he said in one of our previous talks that the Sharks actually have to sign off on some of these things for them to actually happen. Funnily enough, 
when these are mentioned in San Jose Inside.com or the Mercury or whatever, that little key piece of information is never mentioned. Now, I'm not sure why that is. Seems to be a pretty significant piece of information. Now, I don't know if this is a case of it's because Google or San Jose is trying to sell this whole project to whatever developer. Uh, but let me tell you this. I'm going to be talking to Jonathan Becker. Uh, you know, head honcho, big cheese, el jefe of the San Jose Sharks, if you will, about this very thing in the next week or so. And that will be, of course, on our YouTube channel, Teal Town USA. You'll find it on our website, tealtownusa.com. But I plan on talking to Jonathan about this very soon because this is something that means a lot to me. I am not a uh, public transit person. I respect it. I like it. I like what, what it means. But I am a person who grow up, grew up uh, behind the wheel. I like coming and going as I please. I don't enjoy being on somebody else's schedule. And I really would hate it if I had season tickets to a Sharks game that I would have to leave early if a game ran long or went into OT because that's the last Cal train that I can catch to go home. That would suck. So that's something that I definitely want to know more about. So that's why I threw that out there. Uh, let's finish up. Jesus Christ. A what? A tight 45 ran into like three 45s? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, okay, so anyway, that's coming. Uh, final thoughts here. The Hockey Diversity Alliance has parted ways with the NHL, questioning the league's commitment to inclusion for black people, indigenous people, and people of color, uh, as predicted by us on show 103. Again, we're on show 111. We predicted this back on 103. And the reason why I say that is because whether it was the, the murder of George Floyd, um, just th all the things that had happened prior to that, it's one of those things where it's like there is absolutely outrage for about six weeks, and then everything moves. You know, We're in the 24-hour news cycle, and it's like, oh, look at that. There's another new thing to be outraged about. Uh, are, are you shocked by this at all, Jerk? No, I'm I'm not, and it's unfortunate that they're parting ways with the NHL because I feel like this was a really good opportunity for the NHL to do the right thing, and that's not to say that they aren't they they aren't you know the 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 press release they put out a few weeks ago about everything they're doing for diversity and fighting racism and everything like that it's all very commendable and it's all very good stuff. I just wish that they would have linked up with the hockey diversity alliance just because it's made up of their players <laughs> yeah you're right but again like i said dude we talked about this eight shows ago brought it up it's like let's see how long this movement lasts because mm -hmm. based on history it seems to be this well what's the next thing to be outraged about we're bored by this mm -hmm. and that's sad but it is where it is. It'll be interesting to see what how Evander Kane and, and Dumba and uh, who, who's the guy that, that retired, I think, that was with uh, Kane? It's uh, Akeem Aliu. Yeah, 
so it'll be interesting to see how their reaction is to all of this. If, if they say anything publicly, I'm interested. But anyway, let's move on to our, uh, well, <laughs> some rants, if you will. And these are the most fun. Uh, I think me and Jerk are probably going to have fun tag teaming these. There was a tweet. Let's throw it in the tweet of the week. Do we do we have a um, do we have a video for this? Let's find out. Let's find. We're gonna see. Let's see. Here we go. Did it go? Oh, I'm so upset. Oh, here we go. Well, this is close enough. Boom. You're That's really good. Uh, you know what? I got to fix all these. Hold on. There you go. Instead of tweet of the week, it's play of the week. All right. But join us on social media. Anyway, uh, so tweet of the week. Uh, here we go. Okay. Say it. Uh, there, I'm saying it. There was a tweet. Now, I'm going to throw this to, to the beautiful. 40 some odd people that are currently watching us live right now. And we very much appreciate you. I want to throw this out to you as well. So please be at the ready on your keyboard. But I'm going to ask this question to Jerk. There was a tweet that came out just after it was put out there into the public realm that Melker Carlson would not be afforded an opportunity to continue with the Sharks. And this tweet said... Just because Melker Carlson played on the PK a lot doesn't mean he's good on the PK. I don't mean to interrupt you. We've did we already cover that in this show? No. Are you sure? Because I feel like we did. No, we're this. <laughs> this was before we went on. Man, this has been a long show. That's what Ugh, I'm saying, I don't dude. Know. We're at two and a half I, hours. I feel like ask, chat. Did we talk about Melker Carlson already? Continue. Not not with this tweet. <laughs> Not with this tweet. Okay. We talked we talked about Melker not being on the team anymore. But it's just that somebody tweeted that just because Melker played on the PK a lot doesn't mean he's good on the PK. Now I'm going to broach this to everybody listening right now. Um the last time I looked, if you suck at a part like if you know, if you've ever been on a team that has a coach, like if like if you play every <laughs> read the chat. Read the chat. What did we already talk about this? Yeah, we did. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. okay. It's been so long. Well, see, here's the thing. Well, because we it's been a two and a half hour show. Yeah, we okay. talked about it right. off air. We talked about it off air. Then we talked about it on the show. The show's also been long, so yeah. That's I was okay. My blunder. My blunder. In, in the words of, of in the words of jerk, my blunder. It's all good. E- either way, horrible fucking take. Point, st- uh, point still stands though. Yeah, it still stands. Um. Okay. Uh, a couple other things. About the tweet. No, we're getting to that. Uh, here's my rant about uneducated fans. Oh, boy. Uh, now, look, I understand. Dude, I, I was right there with you at one point. Like, I didn't, um, you know, like, I, I'd see some piece of information about the Sharks that would be put out uh, on, on you know, some ESPN or NHL.com. And I'd be, oh, my God, what the fuck are they doing? Or, like, I don't get this or whatever. And, like... Okay, here's a perfect example. Hey, um, when I started watching the Sharks, they wore whites at home. Mm -hmm. And now they wear teal. What's that about? Now, I'm I'm, I'm using that as an example 
of a question that would be very easy to put on Google. And it would be very easy to return an answer to say, well, you know, at this point in time, there was actually, it was 2004, if I remember correctly. Yes. You're right. Yes. 2004. Uh, there was a lockout and part of that lockout, blah, blah, blah. They switched this and yada, yada, yada. Um, so my point is sometimes people, and I want to say particularly on the sharks fan Facebook page, Try just before you decide before you decide to post something there, especially when it's a question, maybe try Google first and you might get your answer. I'm just I'm just I want to throw that out there. This is just a like a like like a tip, a life tip, a life hack, if you will. Just throwing that out there. Uh, Skylar, our bro, you talked Melker, not the tweeter. Oh, so we did talk about milk, not the tweet. Okay, but so, yeah, like I said, very silly tweet that said, you know, Milker was always on the PK, but he wasn't a good PKer. That literally is an oxymoron. Okay, uh, finally, here. Um, okay, so as much talking as Jerk did, and that, and I'm not lamenting, I mean, everything Jerk said earlier, I mean, dude was Johnny on the fucking spot. Was he not on his assessment of free agency? I think so. Uh, okay. <clears throat> oh, I think you nailed it. But here's uh, a thing for me before we leave. Best two and a half hour show ever. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so. NHL draft night. Help me out here, if you will. What am I helping you Shark, with? Shark, Sharks drafted pretty late. Yes? Uh, Yeah, they drafted last. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 hold on. Skyler, name names, you coward. Again, if you uh, donate to the Super Chat, your, your comment automatically gets on. Uh, what names are you asking about? But we'll get to that. Um, I think he's naming the people who ask dumb questions on Facebook. Oh man, that's a that's an awful lot of dude. It's going to take yeah, more more than two dollars to get that list out of me. <laughs> it's also going to take more than two hours. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, the the night of the the first round of the draft. I'm sorry. What did you say? The Sharks drafted thirty first. Thirty first out of thirty first. Yeah, because Tampa won the. Th- okay, then. Uh. So anyway, we saw the Sharks take one. Ozzy, and I'm going to butcher the last name. Help me out, Jerk Weisblatt? Yep. Okay. Uh, the Sharks took Ozzy Weisblatt. Now, if you remember what happened in that moment, Doug Wilson Jr. signed Ozzy's first name. Now, I, I'm not going – I mean, I think it was something about this and this yep. with this. So, and so, that, so that one you just did, that last one you did is Y – this so that's why and then the letter y and so when you double do, swipe so Z's, yeah so right? you make so for for z you make a you make essentially a z formation with your finger so he did it twice like like okay. draw it out kind of thing jesus christ okay i'm not gonna get into the part it doesn't matter <laughs> the, the what matters here is that doug wilson jr took the time and the wherewithal to know how to sign out Ozzy's first name because his parents are deaf. All his right. Mom is. His mom. I'm sorry. His mom. And I do want to be factually accurate. So thank you. Um, 
I literally put in the tweet when that happened. We took a screen or a gif of Doug Wilson Jr. making that selection, doing the sign, and I posted it on the Teal Town USA account, putting Doug Wilson Jr. selects Ozzy with their pick, follows it up with gang signs. Then under that, I put, we're only kidding you know, this was a, you know, a heartfelt and touching moment, you know, hashtag sharks literally threw in to my tweet. I was kidding. The gang signs thing is a joke. Figure it out. And so anyway, a couple people decided that this was going to be the hill that the social justice warriors were willing to die upon. And so there were two in particular. And so uh, for that, I just want to say for the one particular social justice warrior that decided to tell me something along the lines of, uh, you know, bro, you should delete that or whatever. Despite, again, the fact putting into the tweet, I was just joking. I was kidding. Like it literally said, only kidding. This was a touching and heartfelt moment. It's literally what it said in the fucking tweet. But this person decided to open their fucking mouths and say, I'm here to be the warrior for social justice and you should delete your tweet. Uh, this same person was absolutely fucking silent when a coworker, if you will, a friend tweeted a lot of fucking hyperbole that ended up being proven ridiculously wrong and they were absolutely silent during the entire thing. Didn't say a fucking word. So when you like that, hard for me to take you seriously. I can't do it. Can't respect anything you have to say when you do that. At least, at least, as far as I know, you actually use like an actual photo of yourself on Twitter in your account. So respects for that. But when you're complicit in something that's far worse than what you're complaining about later, it's a hard road to hoe, my friend. The other person who came for us, uh, I find it laughable that this person would like consider themselves the moral compass of Twitter while they cyberstalk Shark's accounts and just talk shit nonstop. I mean... They literally screenshot tweets and talk smack instead of tweeting them directly or naming them. So I'm sorry, bro. I can't take you seriously if you don't have the balls to actually retweet people. And the thing is, is that somebody have pointed out where, well, maybe they're like taking screen caps with a burner account and then posting it that way. Well, why are they doing it with a burner account? Because those accounts blocked them. Because they were a troll. I'm just saying. So, you know, it's hard for me to take seriously anybody who, like, lobs smack from the cheap seats while hiding behind an avatar. You, everybody, dude, I'm... I'm what are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm just, well... <laughs> but see, here's the whole thing. I know you. I met you. Sure. Okay? And I understand... Your facade, if you will. I know words. I have the best words. But the thing is, people 
myself, Eric, our faces are on our avatars. We do a live show where we're on camera after every fucking Sharks game, every Sunday, you know, during the hockey season. People know what we fucking look like and they know our names because we put it on there. So it's a little agitating when somebody who's going to sit there and try to like lob smack and try to talk shit. And it's like, really have a beer with me, you know, say this to my face. Like, it's like, dude, I'm not a violent person. It's like, I'm not going to say like, if you say one bad thing, I'm not going to fucking clock you. Like, it's just like, dude, I'll fuck. You got a problem with me? Hey, Meet me at, uh, you know, up on, uh, what is it, field, f- field craft, field work, whatever the hell that thing is, that, that, that bar that's, uh, or the tap room that's above uh, Whole Foods next to the tank. Mm-hmm. Dude, you got a problem with me? Fuck, dude. Meet me. I'll buy you a beer. Explain it to me. You know, I got no, <sighs> dude, we're all just sitting here talking about hockey, dude. Don't take it so fucking seriously. But. There's just this this idea where it's just like, dude, if you have a problem with me, go just say it directly. Like, why are you going to screen cap what I tweet and then post it, but not tell me, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, here, let me screen cap, you know, your, you know, you screen capping somebody else and telling you what a coward you are. You know what I mean? But, but I'm not going to at you. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just this, it's, it's like fucking elementary junior high bullshit. So my, my whole thing in, 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 you know, I think we kind of learned this from Brody. You know, if you're not going to say, don't say something on Twitter that you wouldn't say to somebody else's, you know, to their face. And I guarantee you the two people that came at me for that tweet don't have the balls to say it to my face. Go and look at my tweets. Pretty fucking honest. Just saying. Luminato. He got it right. Fieldwork Brewery. Thank you. Cookie for you. Cookies. Hold on. What is this? Well, hold on. What's Vince talking about? What did I walk back into? What happened? Exactly. So anyway, yeah, we got off on we got side railed, but hey, best two and a half hour show ever. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> we got into uh you probably don't need to listen to the last half hour of this. But uh other than that, first two hours I thought were very solid. We got into a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So other than that, uh what's uh what's next? Uh I know we're gonna be talking with Jonathan Becker very soon and one of the things that i definitely want to talk about i don't know if you looked at jonathan becker's twitter lately earlier tonight he talked about like what 10 miles of pipe going into the bottom of sap center to make sure that the sharks have a much better ice surface going forward that is awesome uh the, the you got to give it up to the san jose sharks they have used this off time from COVID to make a shit ton of upgrades that they never would have been able to make, you know, without ruining a lot of, dude, when you're tearing up the floor, it's really hard to say, okay, by the way, um, 
Taylor Swift's going to be here next week. Like you got to have people, you got to have places for people to stand for a concert. <laughs> you know, last time I looked. So uh, kudos, you know, stick touch to the Sharks for for taking advantage of all this downtime and just making significant upgrades to the Shark Tank. We'll be talking to Jonathan Becker about that soon enough. We're also hoping to, to uh, get in touch with another Sharks alumni, if you remember correctly. Talked to Dan Boyle about a month ago. That was super duper fun. Like probably my favorite defenseman of all time for the Sharks. So there was that. And um, I think that's probably it. Jerk, um, I just want to know, based on where we're at right now, 10.30 Sunday night, biggest loser in free agency. Oh, Jesus. Now, now, and, 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 and now and, and here's the thing. You can't say like a New York Islanders or a Philadelphia. You can't say anybody who like stood pat. I need to be, mm-hmm. I, I want to hear like somebody who like made moves and literally made their team worse. And should, is, Otto, is Ottawa even an option here? I might want to say no, but go ahead. Made moves and made their team worse. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Arizona. Well, but Arizona didn't. Like, Arizona's not worse because of those moves. All right. Vancouver? I don't know, it's hard to say because Vancouver? pretty much, but but even then, like Vancouver, Vancouver's not worse because of moves they made. They're worse because of moves they didn't make. Columbus? I mean, you could make the argument, you know, why, <laughs> make why did you clear a decision? Out, <laughs> why, did, why did you clear out, why did you clear out $12 million in space if you weren't Alexander Petrangelo? Paul <laughs> or Petro. Now, granted, we have to understand too, uh, half of TSN's top ten available free agents are still available. You Pet- right, Petro, Toffoli, Dadanov, Hoffman. Like that being all, said, we... we'll see you next Sunday night. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> do we ever get our summer break back? Fucking a. <laughs> so, who's your worst right now, as we stand? I don't know because there's no team that made a dumb you signing. I don't bitch. think. I mean, you I think. Bitch. If, if you Just want pick me to, one. Florida. If you Just want me to point it. out a sus sign, Dallas, the, the contract Dallas gave to Radic Faxa is sus. Yikes. Oh, but I don't on. think that makes them better. Skyler says Minnesota. Minnesota got rid of Dubnik and got Cam Talbot. That's probably what I would go with, honestly. Dude, fucking stellar move, Skyler. Nice pull. Uh, but okay. He, but like, like I said, the this contract that Dallas gave Radic Faxa, I don't get it. <laughs> you right uh okay best so far most uh, improved if you will uh d- dude, d- d- no colorado sod go colorado that was a trade i don't care a, no 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 i'm talking dude i'm just talking over like the last week whether it's free agency drafts or whatever, i don't care who Edmonton. who got better? Who is significantly better? Edmonton. Really, Edmonton is better than Colorado. They're not better than Colorado, but they're better than last year's Edmonton. They they improved themselves that much more than this year's Colorado. See, yeah, I, I, so. I, oh, dude, boy. Colorado was a wagon without Brandon Sod. Okay, you're right. Well, then what about Calgary? Do, I mean, I'm you not sure yet. you got to think though that they significantly improved themselves of last year. 
goaltending, yes, but I don't know. Well, yeah, forward, but wasn't that the, wasn't that their fucking you know Achilles heel? True, but we'll see how those forwards come back. Yikes! All right, so that's it, boys <sighs> and girls. Get us the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying. So here's 20 minutes with Shang Peng. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, we did that last week. All right. So thank you so much for enjoying the ride. And there was a lot of you that hung on, and we appreciate that. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit, all of them at Teal Town USA. If you ever miss a show, you can always find it on your favorite podcast catching platform on YouTube and at Teal Town USA. So with that, uh, we thank you very much for joining on the ride. Uh, we'll probably pop on to uh, Discord for maybe about half an hour or so. If you don't I know won't. how... Well, I might. Oh, well, then, okay, maybe Discord tomorrow during Monday Night Football. I don't know. Uh, but I like that idea. There you go. We might have to do some Discord tomorrow during Monday Night Football. Uh, there'll probably be, probably, if we're lucky, a couple more moves. Maybe Petrangelo will finally decide where the hell he's going. Uh, we can well, talk you know about what? that. Pet- Petro was here this weekend. Uh, and when you say here... I mean Las Vegas, which because, is where I live. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you got to let the people know. Not everybody knows you. <laughs> so uh, thanks for coming out, boys and girls. We will see you whenever next time may be. Again, we've got an interview with Becker coming up. And uh, hopefully going to be talking to some alumni and other things in the pipeline until Sharks Hockey begins again. Thank you very much for showing up for episode 111. Adios. Goodbye. See ya.